and welcome to the In the Can podcast. As always, my name is Devin, and I'm here with James, Chris, Tom, and Jenny. And we're back for yet another week of movies and all sorts of stuff and a whole lot of news. How's everyone doing this week? Doing great. Absolutely. I'm uh, wonderful. A bit tired and scatterbrained, but physically fine. Better than I was last week, that's for sure. And I'm doing fine. Nothing nothing has really changed in the past week. So Hey, improvement for you, James. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's not go over that. <laughs> Fair enough. So I'm gonna just admit I haven't watched any new movies this week. <gasps> what? I have shotgunned all of Mindhunter season two. It's great. Finished up a couple of other random series. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, see I am nodding crazily yeah. at Mindhunter. Uh, I also am eight or nine episodes into the third season of 13 Reasons Why. I'll admit I loved the first season. It's not one I can rewatch freely, but I did love the first season. Second was okay. Third is third's tough. <laughs> New characters, the overall humanizing of the rapist. Well, not the best season, but I like... I like the rest of the characters, so we'll see. Uh, other than that, turned out a whole lot of stuff I've already watched. So, background noise, in other words. Yeah, I was writing, and I didn't want to have to like focus on two things. So I, so I rewatched uh, a couple of the Scream movies and a few other like random things like Wolf Creek and Your Next and a bunch of these other like just just horror movies, kind of slasher. Movies I don't, I don't know how you can have anything with words on the background when you when you write. When I do it, I have to have like instrumental. Otherwise, it it just train wrecks my thought process. Yeah, like I'll I'll hear it and then I'll start I'll be writing and I'll start writing what I'm hearing. I'm like, wait. <laughs> I use it yeah. to kind of like listen to the way they they have dialogue in various slashers. Oh, so you're getting like inspiration, kind yeah. of. So okay. I'll turn on like Cabin in the Woods or Tucker and Dale and a few of these others that are comedic horror movies. Like Scream is a comedic horror movie when you really look at it. Yeah. So when I used to write, it was action movies yeah. just because. You heard boom, whoosh, crash, bang, 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 bang in yeah. the background. And if you turned it down low enough, it was just enough background it's noise. It's almost like an ASMR type kind of white, white noise. Just, yeah. I can't handle silence. Yeah. Like, I, I really can't. That's why I said instrumental. That's yeah. why I said instrumental yeah. for me. My radio, my radio broke in my car, so I talked to myself. Oh, my no. God. I've been talking to myself in my rides. I've been recording my own podcast. But only <laughs> I get to listen to <laughs> That'll be one of those Once. weird spin-off episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be People's Exhibit A. Yeah. <laughs> but I also listen to, like, soundtracks of, like, It Follows and the new Halloween and mm. those kind of things. And I have these, like, really creepy soundtracks that then I can kind of get into that mood like uh glass is an amazing soundtrack if you if you can I would suggest looking up like uh instrumental progressive metal that's it, it got it's got a wonderful feel it goes on like 14 minute tracks yeah. and you just lose yourself in the beat yeah for me muse I like listening to muse, muse. that's a good one mm-hmm. the problem with muse is I've seen them in concert a few times so like I immediately start thinking of the concerts and mm. that kind of stuff uh, so I kind of get lost in that I'm like yeah very okay all right, then. But yeah, you, that's what you've been doing. You talking about um, comedic horror makes me think of what Tom and I saw, which was Ready or Not. Yes. It was so good. Very okay, good. The, yeah. the trailer, when you watch the trailer, you're like, this seems interesting, question mark? Right. Kind of like, it looks okay. Everyone was kind of on the consensus, it's going to be okay. And then we watched it. 
absolute masterpiece. Uh, absolutely, the consensus of everyone that we saw it with was just, wow, that was so much better than we thought it was going to be. It was hilarious, and you're just like, where did some of this stuff come from? And the things that you see in the trailer kind of, like, gear you up sort of for what you see, and then you're sitting there going, okay, didn't quite expect him to go the direction they went in, but sure, okay, cool. Can I ask a, a, a linguistics question? Yes. Is interesting question mark when you're looking at something the same as dumb period? Uh, this looks interesting question mark like this looks dumb period because it looks I saw the trailer for it and I'm like this looks dumb but not in a bad way yeah dumb, dumb, yeah, dumb, yeah, dumb, yeah, dumb. yeah 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 like a popcorn flick it, this looks yeah. like a popcorn flick yeah, very, very interesting concept because in the movie you don't get any background, just like the same in the, in the trailer, you don't get any background of like how they got up to this moment, just like, oh, they're married, oh, and they're going to play rest. a game, yeah. and then it goes from there. And the movie is only an hour and a half long, yeah. and it's the perfect amount of time for this movie. So, the crazy ant star of the show. <laughs> like, from the moment you the character is introduced... Star. Instant star. This movie has just a nice, clean, like, half and half, half horror, half comedy, so that you're laughing and also cringing at the same time, and it was awesome. Yeah, and none of the special effects or gore was so over the top that made you go, God, I can't stand this, I don't know, I have to, like, look away, it was just like, okay, it happened, and then it moves on, Mm -hmm. and you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. linger. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, there was nothing, because there's a couple of, like, brutal things that happen, and you just sit there and go, okay, it happened, and then it moves on, and you're like, cool, I don't have to, like, avert my eyes, that way I'm, like, my stomach is turning, or... I I'm, cringed like, a little bit at some things, but it was never, like, completely, like, I wanted to throw up. It wasn't a saw. And it wasn't, yeah, no. And it wasn't like I had to, like, actually look away from the screen at any point. It was like, okay, cool, what's hap- gonna happen next? How are they going to deal with this now? Oh, yeah. It was constantly like, what's happening now? What's ha-? And the actress, I looked her name up. I want to say Weaving? Samara Weaving. Yeah. Excellent job. Excellent job in this movie. Love yeah, her. that, that kind of reminds me, to, to go off what you said, Chris, is that you look at this and said, this is dumb, period, chuckle. Yeah. Like, this is this is going to be fun. I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah, it's not one I'm going to go out and protest people seeing the movie. It goes in line with, with, with me. Because I haven't watched any new movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, much like Devin, yeah. I actually binge-watched Mindhunter season one and oh. two. Um, I <clears throat> wish I redid season one, but I'm like, oh man, I just really want to watch two. So I, so I started it, like, the moment it popped online and watched a few, and I'm like, okay, I need to do other things. And then, like, Monday, I just shocked on the rest of it. <laughs> I, uh, so. I powered through season six of The Hundred, and trust me, uh, if any of you guys intend on watching that show, you're going to have to power through six. Mm. Um, The first five seasons were great, and six was just kind of okay, but kept renewed. And I've been watching The Tech. So I've <laughs> been... Which one? Which one? Are we talking anime? The, Are we the, talking live action? The, 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 the Amazon one. And I'm aware... Um, I've been watching that. I rewatched The Boys as well because my roommate really wanted to watch it. And I'm like, yeah, you should totally watch it. So um, 
it's really just been using streaming services and not doing a lot. Of, like, I watched Men in Tights. I think that's the only movie I watched oh, yes. the whole Another good popcorn week. movie. And it was, it was literally, I think I fell asleep for 20 minutes. It was background. <laughs> Understandable. Um, right. I've been working a lot, so, so it's really hard for me to go to the movies. Did anyone else watch anything? I did. I got, I watched a really good horror movie. 1408. Oh, the room 1408? Yep. It's just 1408. Right, but it's about like a hotel room, isn't it? Yes. I think I've heard the story, but I haven't actually watched the movie. Based on a Stephen King short story called 1408? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Cusack? Oh my god. He does. It is basically him for 90 minutes or close to it. So you mean I would hate this movie? Was it Samuel Jackson? Yeah, he had, a, he, had a, he had a part, yeah. He was like the, the manager, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm. The interactions between those two were hilarious. I'm not yeah. a huge so, fan of either of the Cusack siblings. I'm kind of like, eh. eh mm. I, I would suggest this one. If it's, this is very much more psych... For anybody who has played them, imagine if Stephen King wrote a Silent Hill game. Yeah. That it's is like Silent Hill, The Room, whichever it, one that is. Four. four. That's four. Yeah. The last one by yeah. Team Silent. And it's... There's stuff that happens, but there's again kind of like what you were talking about with uh, Ready or Not. Like, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of gore, mm-hmm. but it's so tense. Yeah, it's tense the entire way. Oh, we're so tense. For it is uncomfortable, yeah. but it is in the best way. The good kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, it yeah. is uncomfortable in the best way, and I enjoyed my entire run of that movie. Yeah. That movie's. I mean, just so people know. That's not a new movie. <laughs> it's no, not. It's like, you didn't go to the theater to see it. Yeah. Seven, yeah it's, six, seven, eight, somewhere it's, it's a good movie. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. I think I saw it. I think I saw that movie in theaters. Um, so that that's the last time terrifying. I saw it. That would have been terrifying. That's yeah, the last time I saw, where it, I saw it. Oh, yeah. my God. No, yeah, it, it's a really good one. And it reminded me that I do enjoy horror movies. But I just don't like a lot of the whole slasher Gornography stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't like it. I, I I enjoyed the room. I enjoyed Stalker, which I saw a couple weeks ago. I enjoyed that, where it's psychological, psychological, while also taking a look, basically at humanity as a whole. What's the what is the human condition? What is the psychology behind it? And I find that I that's interesting to me. Probing the inside of someone's mind is very intriguing. Um. So I. In addition to seeing Ready or Not, I've also seen Theory of Everything, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, Was this a rewatch or your first time seeing it? First time seeing it. Oh, you saw it before last week. So I, I saw it last week. I forgot to mention it last yeah. week, but I saw that. I really, really enjoyed it. It's a good movie. Kind of overall sad and not at the same time. Because um, there's a lot of like really good things that happen, but at the same time... Bittersweet? It's blanketed by, like, this depressing situation. Is it like Grave of the Fireflies, where it's just just sad movie in general? To be honest, like, I like, couldn't uh, tell you, because I've never seen Grave of the Fireflies. Well, I find it speaks of happiness. I've noticed a theme of, of all of us having either horror or just kind of not happy movies. Um, and then the other thing that I watched was half the season of uh, Good Boys. Um... Half the season of Good Boys? Half the season. First season of Good Boys. Man, Good Boys. Oof. 
Is that that one with the... Or not Good Boys. Uh, the Boys. My bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> good, boy, good Boys. I'm like, good wow. Good Boys movie. The Boys. I'm now the picturing boys, the kids yeah. going after superheroes and like beating the crap out of superheroes. <laughs> I'm like, man. And then I'm also like Good Omens and I'm like, man, these uh, oh, I also watched demon I and angel I children that. going after superheroes. I'd, I'd watch this. Um, And then I watched a Netflix original called No Good Nick. Um, is it a Santa Claus movie? No, it's with Sean Astin and... Oh, wow. Oh, I've seen that. I, yeah, I forget the other people that are in it offhand. But they have a girl who shows up on the doorstep who is, Hey, I'm a long-lost cousin and so-and-so died and now I'm part of your family. And there's this whole other thing going on because she's actually in the system as being a foster child. And it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Hmm. Um, it's a comedy, a family comedy type thing that it's really weird. Um, I'm not really sure how I feel about it, but I'm intrigued to finish watching it just to see where it goes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's uh, what I. That's about it for everyone. I'll say before we jump into uh, news, your both of your descriptions of Ready or Not exactly mirror because i didn't see cabin in the woods when it first came out i it was one that i'm not a huge horror fan so i waited for a few weeks and i heard nothing but holy crap it's amazing and like your description of ready or not is exactly the descriptions i got for uh cabin in the woods but did you enjoy cabin in the woods it is in my top five movies of all time so then that means you should go see ready or not it's one where i had people like telling me Oh, you'll actually love Cabin in the Woods, and it's like, oh, it just goes bloodbath near the end, and I'm like, hell, do you mean? It's obviously a horror movie, but then it's like it ends up with only two people left, and I'm like, well, this, <laughs> how can this be a bloodbath? And if you've seen Cabin in the Woods, you, you know, know how. So, a lot of the things that people have been saying about Ready or Ready or Not are exactly mirroring Cabin in the Woods. Means you should go see Ready or Not. Means oh, I, I should too. Yeah, I'm so I excited. Cabin in the Woods. I'm Woods. so excited to see what James thinks of this movie because a lot of times they have like differing opinions on things. So I'm like, James, go see this movie. I enjoy, I enjoyed Cabin in the Woods almost as much as Devin. The first yeah. the first half hour or so was kind of meh for me. I, but I love the fact that they pur- purposely mirrored horror movies to a point where you see behind the curtain with... Citizen Hadley's characters. No, and and I understand the need like, for it. Yeah, I understood the need for it, but that first half hour was a bit of a slog for me. Yeah, for I, me, I enjoyed that first half hour because how it paid homage, but then it showed you why they do dumb, dumb stuff. So, but I'm really excited for uh, Ready or Not. I keep wanting to say Ready Player One. I'm also <laughs> no, another no, really good movie. One, different but, movie, but completely different, like, but really good. I really want to see Ready or Not. Uh, I want to see Crawl still. I just haven't got around to it. And there's like three or four other ones. Is that the one with the gators? Yeah. I want to see. <sighs> I did such a hard turn once it was revealed they were gators. The, the fact of the, it's gotten such high reviews, I'm like, geez, I have to see this. I'm curious now, so, sadly. So uh, somebody just called the swamp people. They'll take care of your gator problem. It was like, there's a whole bunch of movies it. out. We're going to uh, make a crackling. We're going to be making boots. I noticed um, Brittany Runs a Marathon is coming out pretty damn soon here, too. Oh. So, that's cool. Uh, but, yeah, from there, we should jump into the news, because <laughs> there's quite a bit. There's so much news. Yeah. We're going to um, be here a while. Should we start with the big one? Let's start with the big one. That 
in a week, maybe we'll find out this isn't a thing anymore, but Spider-Man is no longer part of the MCU. As per Sony and Disney having a Temper tantrum? Of marital issues. I think I heard that they already resolved it. I've heard that they've resolved it. I've heard that it's gotten worse. I've heard that, like, Sony was bought by Fox. I've heard a bunch of stuff, so... I've heard that this is all yeah. a conspiracy thing to hype up and show interest from the fans. And I can't... The cynical part of my mind doesn't think that's wrong. But also, at this point, you know what? I don't think I care Everyone's getting merged with everyone. All the corporations are becoming giant monopolies. Me, and Disney owns everything. Yeah, the mouse is a dictator, and I don't think I care anymore about giving him money. I'm curious to see where this goes. I, I think that ultimately it'll just work itself out. Uh, Most likely. I don't think it'll be 50-50. I think it'll be like 75-25 instead of 95-5. I've seen, I've seen a, 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 it'll be a little bit... A little bit higher than it was, but not 50-50. I think I've, I I did see a couple hilarious memes that came out of oh, so. Oh, yes. Like, you've got the two arguing parents. It's like Sony, uh, Disney, and then in the middle is just Tom Holland. I like the one with, um, it's got the scene from uh, Endgame. Is that Endgame or Infinity War? I think it's Endgame with Rocket and Bucky. And he goes, how much for the guys? Like, not for stuff. How much for the arm? But they replace it with, uh, how much for... Holland? Uh, Spider-Man and how much for the company. Yeah. That was my favorite. Yeah. Another good one was just the replacing with... I found it humorous that if you want, ever watch Evolution, Meme Evolution and track it, it went from memes blaming Sony to memes blaming Disney as people mm-hmm. realized that it wasn't Sony's fault. <laughs> like, no. To me, I think they're both like, we just want more money and I'm like, Really? Sony was perfectly mm-hmm. fine with the, the it was a 90-10 deal that they had. Sony yeah. was perfectly fine with the 90-10 deal for two movies. It actually five movies because it's how many Spider-Man's actually. But that's that, that's or two Avengers, two Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That kind of that, that kind of brings back the fact that I saw the one with Austin Powers where it's like together we can make billions. Why make billions? And this is Disney speaking. It's like why make billions when we can make millions? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, uh, but yeah, like. I think ultimately they'll strike a deal, twenty five seventy five. They're gonna have to just because I, it'd be stupid otherwise. Hearing how much work Marvel Studios and particularly Kevin Feige did for Spider Man, ten percent of the cut on like the first weekend. But they okay. also get they also get a hundred percent of the uh, mar- like the marketing touch, the, the, the merchandising. merchandising. Yeah. They get a hundred percent of that. But Sony's not putting any of the bill. Yeah. However, me, that's right. And this this yeah. becomes an argument because, however, Marvel sold the rights to Sony, and Sony used the rights to make movies. <coughs> however, so. Sony's movies weren't very good, with the exception of the first two, uh, yeah. uh, Tobey Maguire ones. I like the Tobey Maguire memes, the Pizza Time meme. Oh, the <laughs> realize the only Spider Man with a trilogy, Pizza Time. Like I like that, but and that's that's almost kind of sad too when you think about it. All right, so should we move on to the next piece of news and not dwell on this one too much? Yeah, we'll yeah. see how this one develops. I'm sure we'll. They're gonna that. come to a we'll deal. We'll be talking we'll about it next week. Don't yep. worry. Everything will be resolved probably, or something new will come out. And I'd still say it's uh, all hype. But that leads into the big bulk of this news segment, and that's D23. For those of you who don't yeah. know, that's Disney's personal convention. Uh, that's the the main thing. It's Disney has their own convention, and of course, Disney owns. Disney Animated, Pixar, you don't really own them, but you get the idea. 
um, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm going to just start with the animated because I think it's the least excited. They also exciting. own our souls. <laughs> yeah. So first off, they showed a bunch of stuff for Onward, the next Pixar film. I'm excited for that It looks one. really cool. Um, it's like the kind of world of Dungeons and Dragons, almost like oh yeah, 500 years later kind of thing, and it's all been modernized, but it's still majestic. And they're going on a quest. Curious. Uh, the big thing that a lot of people took out of this is that Tom Holland's one of the main voices, I think, with Chris Pine or Chris Pratt. Yeah. One of the Chris's. And so somebody's got a rapport with. <laughs> this is where Tom Holland was at D23. And he, yeah, I know I've had a very hard week. I love all of you 3000. So that was kind of all Tom Holland said this week regarding all the Spider-Man stuff. So um, they also revealed Soul, which is the movie coming after Onward, which is ultimately about similar to what Inside Out did. Or Coco did for like Land of, or the the Land of the Dead. This is the personified souls inside your body, and that kind of thing. I I don't know a whole lot. They showed a bunch of stuff in the actual room. They didn't explain. I'm not sure how you would even go about that though. That's that's something for us to if find they out. They can personify feelings. I'm sure they can yeah. personify a soul. Well, that that yeah. depends on it's how you like want to classify after a you soul. die where yeah. you're physical like tangible soul goes or something it it sounds really weird and interesting but um some of the big takeaways of it is it's pete doctor who's directed a whole bunch of pixar films Mm -hmm. um and then the soundtrack and all of the voice actors are just really weird like musicians like john baptiste who's uh stephen colbert's like band leader is Mm -hmm. the the composer and is one of the main voices. It's just kind of all these like, that's a weird choice, but gotta be a musical. Yeah. That means maybe yeah. Pixar hasn't really done a musical, so and that's why it's gonna be a. Mu- oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just one of those that sounds really weird. Uh, moving on, of course, Frozen Two got a bunch of stuff. I'm curious. <sighs> I, I enjoyed Frozen. We'll see how Frozen Two. Does. I enjoyed Frozen for the first little bit, then I watched it, and then it became everything. Yeah, And there was a manager from one of my old theaters I used to work at that she said that at their theater, they had two theaters just showing Frozen. One of them showing, I think, Spanish Frozen and one showing the Frozen sing-along. <laughs> yep. And if I was yep. her, I probably would have shot myself. <laughs> like, for having that for how many weeks? Absolutely yeah. not. More than the Spanish Frozen. That's, that's a kind of fun. Slasha. <laughs> I would have gone and seen that. I might have just had a sheer morbid curiosity. Yep. But yeah, so that's... They showed a bunch of stuff from Frozen 2, and I'm sure it was fine. They don't have a new trailer or anything, but still... They haven't revealed uh, a whole lot in the three, I think, trailers they've dropped already. They're kind of leaving it pretty mysterious. Yeah, yeah they're playing it pretty close to the best. Yes. Yeah. Also tries to fight the sea, loses, I think, what? Which, I'm, I don't know, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I enjoyed the first, so... Yeah. I'll definitely we'll see. see it. Yep, yeah. for sure. The other one that they revealed is Raya and the Last Dragon from Disney Animated. Okay. Uh, from Apparently, from everything that they showed, it's like photorealistic, but still cartoonish. Rotoscoped? Okay. No, it's, it's similar to How to Train Your Dragon level of photorealistic backgrounds and okay. photorealistic textures and all that. And from what I heard, it's like based in that kind of that kind of like Eastern mythology of dragons. So it's it the Eastern cool. mythology. That's interesting. But, 
I'm I haven't they they haven't really confirmed much coming out of that panel, but it sounds sounds awesome. I'm down. I like dragons. And then of course they showed a bunch of stuff from the Mulan live action. Those mm. were all kind of in that same. That's a live action. I'm actually really excited about. Yes, I'm, I'm just curious. But Mushu's not in it, and he's the most important part of the film. Donny Osmond isn't going to be singing about defeating the Huns. Truly, zero out of zero. Becoming a man. I'm <laughs> curious. They, if it is as good as like a crouching tiger type, it goes heavy. Mushu. Yeah, it could be a really good, but that actually really be film, interesting. But take on I it. get the feeling it's probably going to be just mediocre. It'll be like Great Wall. Instead of Crouching Tiger or House of Flying Daggers or any of those, I, I, so. I'm not gonna. I don't believe I'm gonna say this, but if it actually turns out to be heavy wushu, which I'm not betting on either. No, I'm, I think I would actually watch it because that sounds really amazing. But yeah, those are kind of the ones that they were announced. But okay, we knew they were coming. Yeah, uh, they also announced that Black Panther Two is coming in. I believe it's May twenty, uh, twenty twenty two. Wow, what? surprising. That far out? Yeah, well, it's going to begin on Phase 5. So, Okay. It sounds like Phase 4 is a lot of building towards something, and then they're going to continue with their, their like, temples. So, which is Okay. Fun. But yeah, they announced that. They had a new trailer for Star Wars 9, Last Jedi, yeah. or Last Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker, Skywalker yes. Um, from what I've heard, it's, people go dark that shouldn't be going dark, and there's, like, there's some really weird imagery in the trailer, but they haven't released the trailer yet, so. I don't care. And Rey has a red lightsaber. She has a red lightsaber, and she's dressed in either dark gray or mostly black. And it's a double-bladed lightsaber. Yep. It can bend into a pitchfork. Oh, right. I've, seen some, I've seen some images of it. It's yeah. it's pretty yeah, it's, interesting. So, we'll see. Um, not sure if I'm expecting anything from that, though. Yeah. I'm excited. We'll see. I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoyed Force Awakens, I enjoyed Last Jedi. Yeah. yeah. Whatever my personal feelings, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're excited. Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm also excited for the next Star Wars news that you should be covering. We'll get to that. Oh, okay. Yep. Anyone else have any thoughts on Star Wars nine or Black Panther Two? Or anything I'm mentioning? We're I'm expecting kind of through this. No, I'm I'm waiting for a different piece of news. I wasn't sure if you were gonna get to it. I might. We'll see. We talked about memes and <laughs> I was getting a kick out of one with a Black Panther behind a tree. That says, hey, Ed, would you like to buy some vibranium? <laughs> <laughs> That's literally all I think about now when Black Panther gets brought up. But well, we don't have anything. Yet. Yeah, we don't really have much of anything to go on with Star Wars other than it's going to be Star Wars. Yeah. and rumor. So and it's going to be the ninth Star Wars. That's about all I know. I it's going to have something to do with the Skywalker line. But yeah, the no, no, twelfth if you count the holiday. Yeah, so it's going to be the, uh, there's also the Clone Wars, Wars movie, and if we get into that. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah. Uh, there's also The Lady and the Tramp. That's what I was waiting Finally for. got a trailer, or they announced it, and then said, hey, we have a trailer, and okay. Yeah, it's, no, I'm not excited. Is this supposed to be a live, live action? It's a live Lady action Lady and the Tramp. Why? Why? Because they can. Uh, and it's going to make them money. Yeah. But, because it will make them a billion dollars. But it won't, because it's going straight to Disney+. Plus. I'll make them a like, million dollars. <laughs> I didn't like the original Lady and 
The original was okay. It Arista, doesn't deserve a live action. Aristocats was much better. Much better. Much, I much loved better. Aristocrats. The yeah. best thing yes, that I came out. The, Aristocrats too. The, the, the best thing that cats. came out of the Lady and the Tramp was that song with the two little Siamese cats. I love that. That, that racist song. I've always had kids. <laughs> I've always had cats. Before. Yeah. I won't lie. I had a Siamese cat after watching Lady and the Tramp, and because of that song, mm-hmm. I was always wary of him, which sucks because he was a giant. He was a giant butterball pillow. He was just so he loved everyone. Yeah. I feel so bad. Um, I did hear that the dog they're using for Tramp is a rescue dog, which makes me That's cool. happy that they gave him a role. But also, like, what are you going to do, this poor dog? Mm. It's Disney. It go Vietnam. It had good family for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But speaking of dogs, they also wow. And your si- you call the Siamese cats racist. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not gonna get that song in the remake. You know that. But going from dogs, they also revealed uh, stuff about Cruella, the they- prequel, live action prequel to uh, 101 Dalmatians, starring, I believe it's Emma Stone. Let's ruin Chris. more Disney villains. But I could be wrong in that one. I'm gonna put that in the movies we didn't ask for section. <laughs> right next to Maleficent. Yep. Starring Emma uh, Stone and Emma Thompson. Emma Stone as Corella DeVille. Uh, so yeah. Emma. Emma. That's a that's a thing that they announced. Um, what? We don't need background. I'm not gonna. The only th- background for a villain I could possibly think maybe be entertaining. Entertaining is if they did Clayton. They did if they did a, if they did a background prequel movie on Clayton from Tarzan, I might be interested. But that's never gonna happen. I I would watch Hades backstory from Hercules just because he's a sassy queen. I would watch Hades backstory from, from Well also because he's I'm, got a very interesting backstory. Their version of Hades yeah. yeah, actually yes, that's, exactly. that's the biggest thing. I'm yeah. curious because they'd have yeah. to change it from what it is. Is Persephone part of this? We don't know. Because uh he's uh hanging around with other people and that's weird. Anyway they also had a bunch of stuff about Maleficent 2. Cool. Whatever. I'm not super it. excited. Julie's yeah, perfect cast for that. I mean, so. she is. I'm not going to lie, but it's it's not one that I'm, like, overhyped and super excited to go out and see. I mean, I'm going to see it. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the first one. Wasn't the first one basically just Wicked with Maleficent? Yeah, pretty much. Kind of, yeah. But yeah, those are all the, the movie stuff. There's a couple others that we'll... After we jump out of D23 here. Um, but the big things that kind of came out of D23 is the Disney Plus streaming series. And let's just start with Marvel. They announced She-Hulk is getting an actual series. Yeah. Huh. Cool. All right. Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. Yep. Miss Marvel is getting a series. And Moon Knight. Yes. I yeah, had no exciting. idea who Moon Knight was. And one of my coworkers turned me on to them, and I'm like, I love this character instantly. He sent me so many comics about the whole Dracula thing. My new Moon favorite. Is great. My new favorite person. He, he'll be your favorite he'll be your favorite hero with multiple personalities. They're all happy to meet you. That 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 Dracula line is hilarious. But yeah, Moon Knight is phenomenal. To me, Miss Marvel could be really cool. Yeah. Who Her, is Miss Marvel? Miss uh, Marvel is a character named Kamala Khan, who is actually a Muslim Pakistani immigrant. Yep, she's or second generation Pakistani immigrant. Yeah, and she's considered one of the Inhumans, but she's stuck here on Earth, and is a huge follower of the Inhumans because she knows about them, but has never had a chance to actually meet any of them. And her, her superpowers, superpowers are her superpowers are kind of similar to like a 
Captain <clears throat> or Mr. Fantastic, but there's other weird stuff going on with her. So yeah, she's, okay. You're she's not giving got, me an answer then. Good. She's, she's got, kind of a weird one. Well, it's literally if you took Captain Marvel and combined it with Mr. Fantastic. Okay, it's thank you. Chris. Stretching, yeah, it's changing body sizes and stuff like that. She yeah. has super strength and durability. Yeah, I'm not mistaken. She cannot fly. Form of um, a wall. I don't think so. She, <laughs> uh, she's just kind of this weird character that feels like an amalgamation. Yeah, she's definitely Deadpool. She's a she's a B B list superhero for sure, and not like a B list superhero like, like Iron Man was like when they started the MCU. She-Hulk. Yeah, Iron Man was like a C or yeah. What is She Hulk? Okay, story. then she's an E list. Uh, well, She She Hulk is a lawyer, uh-huh. not Daredevil, but she's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Isn't she constantly she in Hulk is, form too? Uh, huh? Isn't she constantly in like her beefed up Hulk form or something? I, Later comic books. Certain comics, yes. That, yeah. But she that, is... Timelines are kind of weird. Who knows she where She is Bruce Banner's cousin in the comics. Uh-huh. And I have no idea how she got, she got her powers. Oh, okay. So. But yeah, she's a lawyer. She's intelligent. And when she turns into a Hulk, she's still intelligent. Yeah. She's a big-time female empowerment superhero. Yeah. Like... And it's not overbearing. Like, it's not like... Oh, she was fun. Women! Women should, should be better and equal to men. No, it's literally... Subtly she's saying, just, hey, she's well, just badass. we've got a strong female lead and we're not going to beat you over the head with it, which is something I've always admired. They didn't get super heavy handed with 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 the gender themes. They just literally said, hey, look, here's a female hero that can care kick butt like the male heroes. Yeah, it's a, what if we put this While badass also character, being very female? Yeah, what if we put this badass character who happens to be female doing this amazing stuff? That's basically it. Yeah, Later yeah. on in her run, she got more humor akin to like a Deadpool too. Okay. Yeah, not yeah. quite breaking the, the fourth wall, but she got Spider-Man? more. Not even that. She got more like tongue in cheek. Like, mm. yeah, I can kick your ass, but I can also, you know, like make you not do that mm. kind of thing. Like She Hulk and 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 uh, the new the Kamala Khan Miss Marvel. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, are like both part of the champions. Yeah team of the comic books which is yeah. squirrel girl kind of oh god it's very her it's very brilliant it's tongue and yeah just don't 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 even don't that's it's, a rabbit hole we'll go down one day another really announce right. that anna kendrick is squirrel girl it's i'm totally down so, <laughs> if, if in the comedy sphere of comic books if captain america is is a uh, on the one to ten scale, if he's a one, as in not much comedy there, Deadpool's and Deadpool's a ten, a 10 mm-hmm. the champions are like a seven. Or they're above Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Okay. Wow, they're 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 humor driven personalities, but it's still they're serious. fairly serious. It's like Amadeus Cho, who's confirmed to be in the series, but Amadeus Cho is Helen Cho, the one that made Ultron or uh, Vision's body. Yeah. That's her son is Amadeus Cho, who's the totally awesome Hulk. Yes. Literally the name of the character. Is it totally who is awesome a hyper intelligent little little kid that becomes Hulk. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's become a Hulk. Maybe maybe we should move on There's with like more news holes. instead of delving into yeah. this comic book yeah. hole. But yeah, the those three were announced. It's like Bruce Banner's got a gamma emitter from his hand. You can be Hulk and you can be Hulk. Everyone gets to be Hulk. He's oh Hulk God. The Hulk universe. It's Planet Hulk. No. Okay. Anyway, move on. Move on. Oh yeah. Um. They don't. They don't have any dates for those. So. 
or maybe they did, but tentative. Um, they also announced three, probably more that I just didn't see when I was listing these, but three uh, Star Wars series. The first one I'm going to mention is a series about Cassie and Andor. Cool guy from Rogue One. I uh, didn't need to know. <laughs> yeah, Not super excited. It's kind that. of interesting, but we'll see where that goes. Maybe um, talk about the whole. They officially announced Obi Wan. Starring Ewan McGregor. Oh, good. I'm just glad Ewan McGregor is doing it. That's smart. I'm curious where they go with it. We'll find out more. But the big one that actually got a a release trailer and looks really cool is The Mandalorian. Yeah. Sounds very excited about it. Full on, like, Western style bounty hunting. Yep. It looks amazeballs. It looks well produced. You don't get any real storyline information no. from the trailer, but it looks pretty. It, it doesn't look like they went, let's make a TV show. It looks like they went, let's make a TV show. Like, right there looks like, it looks like effort was put into the production. There's actual production value in this. <laughs> I'm curious to see where it goes. It's like, it just has a really unique looking world. It, uh, yeah. The fact that he doesn't look like Boba Fett. I'm seriously hoping he's not just Boba Fett. Who's playing? Is that Pedro Pascal that's playing yeah. the lead in The Mandalorian? Yeah. 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 Okay, They're so playing. I'm a little excited about that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with it, but there's not a whole lot about it. Werner Herzog's not a great actor, but he's in there and he has a really unique voice. Yes. Maybe we'll go, so. maybe we'll go back to the time of, you know, Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> do that era. Well, this is supposed to take place before episode one, right? Apparently, this takes place. I'm actually not sure. I'm not yeah, sure okay. actually. I'm not entirely sure. We don't have to look it up now. I'm not no, sure. Um, that's I don't think they've confirmed exactly when it takes okay. place. Mostly because it's a TV show, not a movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it does look cool. It's pretty much like Disney Plus is kind of trying to do what Netflix and Hulu did and get a bunch of originals out featuring content they already own. Yeah. So and it's essentially this is going to be one of their first flagship series. Yeah. It's November that it comes out, right? Which also is the 12th or something like that. It's the 12th, and then for Sweden and somewhere else, Australia, I want to say, it comes out later in the month. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But like it's it's still a mid November release for us. Correct. Which also, I'm gonna have Disney Plus because I already have Hulu and Spotify and all they, those other things. They do, they do have a deal with Hulu and I want to say like ESPN, it was super weird where you can like bundle. Yeah, well it's because Disney owns ESPN ABC well. and ABC owns Yeah, ESPN. so they, they have bundle deals, but it's six ninety nine a month or sixty nine ninety nine for a year. Not sponsored by the way, not promoting, but yeah. just so you know. I'm maybe gonna get it i i love all of the old disney princess movies and all the old cartoons so i might just kind of have like a nostalgia fest and then drop it i'm running out of new series to watch so i'm gonna get it just to at least watch what they put it would also explain why it looks like there's actual production values because if you want you want to start with your best foot forward by the way apparently it's set after the fall of the empire before the first order yeah it's approximately five years after episode six well that's cool yeah Right, I didn't so, know there were any Mandalorians left, but regardless. Shall we move on from the news? Is there anything uh, else, or just all Disney Plus stuff? Two more things. Okay. There's a lot this week. One is they released a teaser trailer for a movie called El Camino. That Camino. takes place after Breaking Bad, and it's the search for Jesse Pinkman. I saw that. I oh, saw that uh, they announced that. And as someone who absolutely loved Breaking Bad, same. I am extremely really curious to see what Vince Gilligan does with this movie. Because it's going direct to Netflix. Oh, it's an actual movie. It's a movie. 
I am super excited hey, just to get back into that world. It's interesting me, to me that it's going direct to Netflix. I, I yeah. was kind of shocked that it didn't get a theatrical release. And the only reason is because, let's let's face it, it's Breaking Bad. Like, yeah. right? It was a near culture. It's like if they said, we're making a Game of Thrones movie. It's going right to HBO. Now, why wouldn't you release that in theaters? You'd make a lot more money. <laughs> yeah. I'm, but, I'm curious to see, one, like, what the movie's about. Because... Just going after Jesse Pinkman's like, cool, but there has to be more. Uh, the writer, Vince Gilligan, wouldn't just write a movie about finding a guy that's in a show. Like, Better Call Saul was its own mo- or own show completely, and it was great. It was just not... Based off of characters in, like, what, one season of the show? Two seasons yeah, of the show? here and there, but, like, it's just such a weird choice. And then to go after Jesse Pinkman, I'm like, well, if you've seen the end, yeah, I mean... Yeah, he lives, <laughs> but it's weird. I don't know. It's just kind of a weird trailer because they don't drop the name Jesse Pinkman until like the last line, <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> Whoa. Okay. So that was just kind of this weird, like out of nowhere trailer that. Oh, I hope it's good for you. Yeah, I love Breaking Bad. So, yeah. Never watched it. It's good. I've tried I watching hear. it. Same. I absolutely love Breaking Bad. And last piece of news is... Joker is officially rated R. Cool. Big surprise. I'm a little surprised. Uh, Kel Surprise. Kel Surprise. They officially announced that it has gotten an R rating and it's sticking with the R rating. Which is kind of surprising that they're keeping that. I'm not surprised at all. So yeah. DC has to do something? I don't know. I don't know. I thought after the success of Shazam, they'll be like, maybe we should go back to doing, you know, younger fare. But yeah, but this the, looks like it that should be it. Yeah. If it wasn't an R rated movie, be a disservice. Well, if, if it wasn't R rated, it would be more like Dark Knight. So I have no interest in seeing. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm really with you, curious. Chris. I got no. I got no care. I, um, I'm kind of burnt out on all the superhero BS. Well, and it's not even like. Everything I've read, there. Well, it's not going to be part of the DCU, and it's going to be its own story, and yada yada yada. yada. And I'm like, maybe I'll see it when it, it's going to be one of those. Maybe I'll see it when it comes out on video. But I'm definitely probably I'm not flocking to the theater to see it. Right. it. It it'll probably be. And after Devin sees it and Tom sees it, because I know Tom's going to see it, uh, and they say, "Dude, you need to see it." I, I'll probably go see it then. It's one of those that I'm either expecting to love it. Or to just be like, yeah, it was okay. Kind of like, almost like Venom. Like, I expected to either love it or hate it. And I thought, and it ended up just being okay. Yep, still have to see that movie. Yeah, don't no, you don't. You don't have to. So, I saw the upgraded yeah. version. Yeah. <laughs> Subtle pun. Uh, I don't know. Joker, to me, looks intriguing. I'm not sure how it's going to turn out. It'll probably be a fantastic movie. I think Joaquin Phoenix is... He is a vastly underrated actor for what he's able to do. Oh, that man's so, got talent. Mm-hmm. I am genuinely curious to see how he pulls off this character. I'm curious to see what they do with the story. You can but, watch him get beaten for 45 minutes and then watch him transform into yeah, pretty much something else. But, yeah, that's... D23 was the big thing this week, and then there, there were the few various trailers that they dropped and that kind of stuff throughout the week. So, so yeah. Anyone else have any news before we jump on to our main story? No, nothing that wasn't all of that. I was going to say you covered Lady and the Tramp thing, and that was the only thing. Besides Spider-Man drama, that was like... Spider-Man! 
Yeah. That and Mandalorian were the only things that I really yeah. I don't think I care about any of it actually. <laughs> to me, I'm I'm really looking forward to Onward and Soul. Mostly Scratch that that of what just, I've heard. Mostly just because of Pixar. It's, yeah, it's Pixar. And I'm also curious about the Raya. Just because yeah. that looks interesting. Yeah, it sounds interesting. They also had a a trailer for Black Widow that will be dropping later this later this month. Which, from what I've heard, looks pretty cool. That's our next MCU movie, right? Yep, next May. So, but that'll be dropping either probably sometime in September. I mean, you have me sold because it's ScarJo, but whatever. Yeah, I'm dude. curious because of the whole uh, spy thing. David Harbour plays a drunk Russian Captain America. <laughs> what? David Harbour, who plays Hellboy, plays yeah. a drunk Russian version of Captain America. They well, tried to have their own Captain America, and he's just a drunk guy that doesn't want to do it. Did you mean Thor from the last movie? Kinda. <laughs> but I'm just like, well, that sounds cool. <laughs> Let's see how that goes. But I don't know why, but all I can think of is drunk, uh, like Arnie Hammer from uh, the Man from Uncle. Like him oh. drunk. I don't know why. But that's legitimately in my head, and that's well, kind yeah. of funny. We're going to be getting a trailer for that sometime September into October. I'm curious about that just because I like the spy stuff. Now, our main topic for this week is the idea of overrated versus underrated movies. So we have a list of both overrated and underrated for each of us. Uh, before we jump into it, how are we establishing an overrated movie? How are we establishing an underrated movie? Uh, yeah, so we... We've had, been arguing about this yeah, for the past week. We, we had talked about it uh, before recording, and... Um, I, my opinion, what makes a movie overrated or underrated is if a movie is overrated, if people will approach you and talk to you about how, without having to seek it out, about how great a movie is, uh, you know, I, I can hand out a slew of examples, but hey man, you totally got to see this movie. It's great. It's fantastic. There's giant fighting robots and it's really exciting and it's really insane like the special effects are really great. You got to see it and you watch it and you're like, that was okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what makes a movie underrated is you probably never even heard of it and it turns out being awesome. Very hipster, yes. <laughs> yeah, to an extent. Yeah. No, no, and that wasn't that wasn't right. that big. That wasn't nothing. It was they, like, no, no, kind of hipster. Those movies tend to have cult followings, but they have cult followings for movies that aren't objectively bad. Like 50... I, I know what we you're talking about. Let's, let's there are movies, yeah, there are movies that have called followings that are bad. The big thing to me is the fact that everyone who talks about it, even if you've seen it and you've got arguments, they don't really hear that. They kind of mm. only focus on what they consider the good points mm. yeah. without any, without any thought process to either the overall structure or maybe some glaring points that stuck out to these you. These are these are rarely movies that are sometimes they are but they're rarely movies that are widely critically considered to be classic oscar winning movies are though they can be in certain cases oscar rate oscar nominated and oscar winning movies are are rarely overrated some of them are but the big, they're rarely overrated and the big thing i can i can say against chris's point is the fact that that is heavily subjective on what you consider to be good cinema sure which that's going to happen in anything. That's why oh, we think they're overrated or underrated, blah, blah, blah. And I I also tend to say overhyped and underhyped because ratings are never always spot on for me. But yeah. I, go in with, I go in with a very different mindset to most people for movies. 
if the critics give it mostly positive reviews and it makes half a million dollars in the box office, it's probably underrated. Uh, if critics give it terrible reviews and it makes five hundred million dollars in the box office, it's probably overrated. in the first weekend. Mm-hmm. It's probably overrated. But. So, kind of going off of that, that's kind of how we're classifying these things. General consensus. I think everybody kind of made their lists on their own. Like, yes. Which These are very subjective. Yeah, yeah. Which is just fine. There will be link-ups, no doubt. But and yeah, people are going to disagree subjective. with each other. That's part of what we do. Yeah, so. That's part of what makes it interesting. All right. Because of the way we're sitting, and to make this easier on all of us, we're starting with Jenny. Yay! Fresh we meat. Fresh meat. Wow, gee, thanks, guys. Talk about over our welcome. Okay, so... I'm looking at my three, I'm thinking, which one do I want to do first? I'll just start with the top one, and I'm pretty sure we can all agree with this point. The 2009 movie, Avatar. <sighs> Technically, visually, absolutely gorgeous. It deserves every bit of its praise for that. And that's that's it. This was that's nominated, it. This was nominated <laughs> for a Best Picture Oscar. Now, granted, That's the dick. Yeah, they expanded <laughs> the field... And that's this is why I said not all movies that are nominated for Oscars uh, it, are, are adequately rated. Some of them are overrated. It, it was nominated and won its visual Oscar, correct? Oh, yeah. It won like six technical awards. Which I it felt 100% deserved. I felt like this movie did nothing new. Yep, it, just did, it just did special effects better than every other movie, but it yeah, did it, nothing it, new. It, did, it was just thing it did, it did better, except writing. Yeah, it, yep. it pushed it pushed the boundaries of the tech, which is important, which is yep. definitely important, but coming yeah, but from the general... It uses CG mechanics that every movie now is using, right? Like, now, but it, it is like now, now, the groundbreaker. It most of them. Sure. Yeah. And, and also, Titanic it, back in 98. And well, also, it still looks really good for... But compared to nowadays. Yeah, but shirts. that being said, even with all that, it's basically Fern Gully meets Pocahontas in space. Yeah, I was Dances reading the, the reviews <laughs> that said Space Pocahontas. I still love that. That's my Dances favorite description. That's my favorite description. I think the big strike with Avatar is it, it was a did a lot of it did a lot of great things with special effects, and now nobody cares. Yep. Like it doesn't matter anymore. It's not the Look at it's all not Marvel movies. dominating Blu-ray sales. You know what I right. mean? Like nobody. I will say I don't know if I'm the only one at this table, but I did not see it in theaters. I did uh, not see it in theaters. Did hey. nobody else see it in theaters? Nope. Holy nope. crap! I'm the only one who saw it in theaters. <laughs> I saw it. Okay. I Please saw it. Give us your Dolby 3D like IMAX. Your eyes must have loved the view. It was phenomenal, and I. I I am saying that I absolutely love Avatar, and I am a defender of Avatar. Story-wise, sure, whatever, it's been done. Most of the movies we're going to say have been done. I know my overrated movie has been done just with uh, different characters. And (laughs) everyone harps on the fact that it's been done, but everything that is visually on screen has not been done. They have never done integrating characters so seamlessly. They've never done... 3D that is actually realistic while you're watching it. It has never done any of that. And that is where I think the movie is absolutely phenomenal. On a small TV screen, on a phone, yeah, it it, it looks like any other movie, but in a theater, it was just unbelievable. And this was, the up until recently, the highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah. Right. Up until Avengers, and sure, yeah, Avengers Endgame 
sure, it probably deserves that much, but Avatar, like, if it made half as much, I'd still say, yeah, that's worth it, but no, if 2.7, it, eh, maybe if, not. If it had made half as much, to be fair, you also have to account for the fact that it was re-released in theaters. It didn't make as much as... It didn't, but, yeah. but anyway, it's yeah. like, if it had made half or even two-thirds, I don't think we would, any of us would really have a problem with it. Yeah, if it... That's, I think, why everyone kind of craps on it, is that it, it is the highest. It's people. Um, yeah. And at the end of the day, it comes off of... Uh, uh, what my take is people went have you seen Avatar you need to see Avatar you have to see Avatar and the thing see is, Avatar see Avatar you gotta see Avatar and the thing Avatar. is I'm now realizing 2.7 something billion and none of you saw it in theaters so none of your we never contributed, viewing no. of it contributes to that correct that's insane and, and I know people that saw it six times in theaters. I saw it at least four or five times. I saw the re-release. You're part I, of the problem, Devin. You're part of the problem. No, it's not I, a problem if no, it was worth it. I, I actually am upset that I never watched it in theaters. I might have watched the movie. I watched the movie on you know a, a big screen TV, and I'm like, eh. I might have a different opinion if I'd seen it in, in a dark room focused on it in 3D. This is this and Gravity are the two that I think the 3D fully helped it. Which is odd because, like, a whole lot of people crap on gravity. I'm sure that might be brought up here shortly, but still, let's. It was absolutely phenomenal in a theater. Now, to be fair, though, with this movie, well, the first time that I saw it, okay, I saw it and I absolutely loved it. Okay. Okay. But then I, again, I also saw the extended cut of it because I own it and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Do and... you know the difference between the original and the extended? Not really. Okay. Other than the fact that I know this one obviously is longer, but I don't know. It's a long movie. I, I mean, it the has the theatrical cut. Over three hours long. I know it has the theatrical cut on there, but I'm like, well, I'll just watch the extended because, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, like I just really enjoyed the movie overall. Yeah, like I absolutely love Avatar, and again, writing meh, but that's not what you look for. Visually on screen, yeah, is astounding. The actual dialogue and all that, perfectly fine. The overall story has been done. Yeah. That is what everyone's focused on, and not focused on the fact that it is one of the most brilliantly made films of all time. And that's because the story isn't your first priority. Some movies it is. This yeah. one... In this one, it's not. That's In that's, that's one, what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah, I knew what I was getting into. Yeah. And that's fine. So anyway, why don't we move on to the next one? All right, so... My number one that I'm bringing up is Gravity from 2013. And this movie, boring as sin to me. I didn't find it entertaining. Visually, it was eh. Okay. I didn't get a chance to actually see it in theaters. I saw it in theaters in 3D. And I totally understand when Devin brought this up. But after that, eh. Like, visually phenomenal. Yeah. And I watched the first ten minutes with you and I was captivated. Yeah. It was very interesting. Also seeing seeing the guy get run through and then get ganked on the Oh yeah. In the beginning. That was that was pretty brutal. There's no sound in that because there's no sound. It was well done. In space no one hears you scream. Um anyways, wrong movie. But <laughs> if you want that might be. No, I understand where you're coming from. It is Yeah, like I never saw like I didn't go see the movie in theaters. I've seen part of it in theaters because I've wandered into the theater to see it, 
having working being working at a theater when it came out. But like I was like, oh, I have to this ask, is a how did you watch this movie? I saw IMAX. How did you actually watch this movie? The f- actual time I watched start it, start to finish, start to finish was on my television at home. It was on HBO. I again, I saw this Dolby and all that kind of stuff, and it was unbelievable. 3D was just astounding on it. I'm noticing it's another Oscar-nominated yeah. flick, right? Best picture. Yeah, it's nominated. Alfonso Cuarón. Yeah, the dude who made Harry Potter three made this movie. Yeah, Alfonso Cuarón. I'm noticing a trend here. It was also yeah. written by Alfonso and Jonas Cuarón, and then starred so. Sandra Bullock, George Clooney, and Ed Harris. Yeah, and it was Pamela one of those Pugh. movies that it grabbed me from the beginning shot, the the ten minute long uncut shot. Oh, which has there's tons and tons of cuts, and you just never notice that. 95% of this movie is digital, but there's so much going on technically in this film that just nobody notices. Like Mainly because I was so bored with Sandra Bullock that I didn't care. Yeah, why, why, what is, your reason is just the story is boring? Like, the overall movie, like, it was alright as an overall package for a movie. I thought it was just, eh. Yeah. Story wasn't there for me, nothing about the acting gripped me. Um, the visuals, the visuals were pretty cool. I thought that was cool. I thought I, some of the technical stuff, as far as like the explosions and the stuff that was like happening inside the crafts and like the tension that was building was kind of cool, but like it wasn't enough to carry me through and say that this was a fantastic movie or even a great movie. It was just, eh. I think it's interesting that, um, this is on your overrated list. And again, this is why it's subjective, right? Because... I didn't hear a lot of people going, oh, Gravity, so great. You gotta see it. Like, most people were like, when it was I like Gravity, eh, Sandra Bullock. When it was in theaters, just like Avatar, I heard nonstop, you have to see it. I'm like, yeah, I've yep. seen it like three times now. And yeah, this is when I, I saw it for Traverse, and I'm like, I love this movie. And, like, while it was in theaters, it was beloved. It was like, holy crap, this movie's amazing. Once it hit DVD, streaming, phones and yeah, all nobody that, cared anymore. it lost its magnificence because of the fact that it's no longer your, like, the space is surrounding you, it's, you're looking at a screen. Yeah, it's the same thing as, same thing with Avatar. Yeah. Same yeah. deal. From so, what, I, I haven't seen the movie, but from what you're describing, I'm like, yeah, same thing I have with Avatar. Like, surround sound headphones, big screen, that's another great way to watch this, because the sound design is phenomenal on this movie. Same with Avatar. I mean, you know, I'm actually on your side with this, Devin, because again, that first ten minutes that you and I, that you you saw me watch for the first time, yeah, you were very transfixed, and there was no, there was very little actual dialogue. And once Clooney's out of it, it doesn't last long. Once Clooney's out of it, there's no dialogue for the rest of the movie. It visually stunned me, though. It yeah. was I. I've always enjoyed space, though. So I've always enjoyed space. So I've always been a big fan of space too. But so when this movie came out. When I was much younger, I'd gone to see a movie and when, when IMAX was first starting to become a thing at the Detroit Science Center in their IMAX screen, which was like 180 degrees. Yeah. Is that the Walking on the Moon one? Uh, it was the Spacewalk. Okay. So it's they were been around for years. That's still in theaters. <laughs> yeah. It, when it first came out, like I saw that and then I saw this and I'm like, mm, this is, this is, no. I've seen actual footage of people doing this kind of thing and it's, this is, well, you haven't uh, seen actual footage of people hitting a catastrophic incident. No, but I've but, seen, like, people actually, like, doing the spacewalk stuff. You must have hated Armageddon. <laughs> I thought oh, Armageddon, Armageddon was terrible. Was, 
But I thought Armageddon was a great popcorn flick, and that was about all it was. I didn't sorry. get. I didn't get. Sorry, sorry. sorry. But yeah. On all right. Day. Well, since it's the same kind of spiel as Avatar, why don't we? Yeah. Move on. Okay. So. Queso? Mine, mine will make. I me... hate queso. Mm, queso. My... I love queso. Love mine cheese. will make me unpopular. Uh, I don't know about this table, but uh, it, it'll make me unpopular. Popular with people. Uh, this is it's it's Edward Scissorhands, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, and any movie that Tim Burton is in any way involved in, <laughs> for the most part, with the exception of a few. Uh, I I approach this a little differently. I I looked at it. I, my my original shortlist hit six Tim Burton movies on it. And I'm like, you know what? Tim Burton's overrated. Um, Should go more groupings. Yeah, it ended up being more of a grouping instead of having... Because I really wanted to talk about why Tim Burton as a whole, because this can be said about most of his movies that are otherwise overrated. He tries uh, to shove everything he wants into a certain type, and it doesn't work for about 90% of the stuff he does it with. It sells a lot of merchandise at Hot Topic. Yeah, that's why 17-year-old girls call Jack Skellington Bone Daddy, and it's disgusting. Yep. You were, they weren't even alive it's when the movie came out movie, and saying... But, it's yeah. still just, don't, the, the, don't do that. Yeah. The problem I have is it's, it's, it's the cult following around, particularly, and I know he didn't direct Nightmare Before Christmas, yeah, but, but yeah. it's, if you look at it, it's Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's his brand. Uh, yeah. This, that, that movie literally, uh, so big, big geek here, Devin, I know, and Tom, I know you guys are big, big geeks. Um, there's a Nightmare Before Christmas trading card game. Yep. Right? End of story, that's a little too much. There's and Devin is, about to, Devin is about to, Devin is about to play. I don't, I, it's not near me. I'm good. Like, I played the Trivial Pursuit game of Nightmare Before Christmas. There's a, there's there's a, a wait, Trivial wait, Pursuit wait. for everything. Yeah. Nope. There's a Devil May Cry style game for Nightmare Before yeah. Christmas. Um, I, it's I'm not a bad Revenge. So yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas isn't a bad movie. It's just not. You constantly hear how great it is. Yeah. You know how many people I've talked to? If I had a nickel for everybody I talked to that they said it was their favorite movie of all time. Yep. Uh, like, Pretty damn high on my list. <laughs> it or, used to be on my list, yeah. but well, then I got, turned 20 and realized yeah. that there's more movies out You've there. also got the, the technical side because of all the stop motion animation and the fact that Jack alone had over like 300 heads. And it still hasn't aged quite that well. It hasn't aged poorly. No, it hasn't, it, but you can definitely tell. Yeah, you can definitely tell it's stop motion animated. The thing for me is that I saw this movie when I was like five or six, and I immediately went, I want to make movies. So I attribute all of my filmmaking need to this and Sin City. Sure. And that's a weird one to jump to, but I saw Nightmare for Christmas in theaters, and I absolutely loved it when I was a kid. So the one, I went and bought all the books. I bought all the, the stuff, tried to figure out how the hell the movie was made. You get the idea. And it's been like that one inspiration for me being a filmmaker. It feels and, like a film school project. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, in the best way. I will I will fully admit, <laughs> I absolutely love the movie. I am a filmmaker and I'm a film nerd. I understand that. When it started getting like the hype and the, the rated in like the 2004 to 7, and Hot Topic took it over and then changed everything to purple and orange, I went, whoa, hey, hi, everybody. I've loved this for twenty, for almost 20 years now. Where the hell have you people been? And I admit it is super overrated now. 
-hmm. to a point where a whole lot of people that wear it, I'm guessing, don't even know what the movie's about. I've never even seen it yet. And I love it. Like, I've always loved that movie. And Edward Scissorhands? Yeah, okay. I've got Jack Skellington. I'll give you that. I love Corpse Bride, but that's... That's just me. I think um, the visual that started yeah. his the the Tim Burton gothic gravy OT. train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love Sleepy film. Hollow. I love Sweeney Todd. But yeah, when I start thinking about Tim Burton, especially nowadays with like Dumbo and all those, haven't oh, really seen right. a movie that I loved of him in quite a while. So. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm gonna tell a little truther right now. High school Jenny. You know, all of my friends. We, I was kind of like in the emo kind of weird okay. nerd crowd not the scene girls that was too much for me okay. but they were all into Night Before Christmas and I finally watched it at their begging and I was like oh I love this and high school Jenny wrote a Night Before Christ- uh, Christmas fan fiction and is out there on the internet please do not read it because it's absolute garbage I, we'll get I, to re- we'll get to <laughs> fan fiction a little bit yeah, later we're not at a fan fiction point but uh, high school Tom and Chris were big Tim Burton fans Adult I, Tom and Chris. I don't know about Tom, but adult Chris really can't so look back I was colored glasses. I watched the no. first. I watched the Nightmare Before Christmas within the first couple of years it had come out because I was three when it first came out. So I probably saw it within the first couple of years. I enjoyed it. Young kid. Ooh, cool, creepy skeleton. Yay. Looking back, it's still kind of interesting, but what captures me isn't the film aspect. It's the music. To me, it's the music. Uh, the music, the, I the love. Music the music holds the up. production design of the movie is great. Yep. The, the visual look of the movie is phenomenal. Nowadays, if they redid it, it would need to be a little bit polished, like the Addams Family movie coming out. Mm, which, may, but... That has elder problems. Something like Kubo and some of those other ones, Isle of Dogs, the stop motion. Their animation's just better. Yeah. But I, I, the music... and. Nightmare is just unbelievable. The, Danny Elfman knocked it out of the park. Yes, Absolutely. Yes. And also with the stop motion and the way that they made these characters is the only movie of Tim Burton's or of like that kind of era that I was watching where I actually enjoyed the animation style because I've been watching things like Chicken Run, which should not be a children's movie. No. Wallace and Gromit, and then moved on to Never Before Christmas. I was like, okay, this is cool. Corpse Bride was okay for me, but it kind of weirded me out. To me, the first half of Corpse Bride is great. The second half is just okay. Yeah. To be fair, if I want that aesthetic nowadays, I go I go back and watch old Tool videos, <laughs> Tool music videos, because Penny Dreadful has a lot of that as well. And I think Penny Dreadful is <laughs> a really kind of underappreciated series. Love Penny Dreadful. Yeah. Very good. All right. So, so I I can't yeah. disagree with you because I think I think most of us actually watched it when it first came out. So nowadays, or it's more or less, of, yeah, I was probably yeah. like opening day, giddy, waiting to watch it, and I. And I was in the first couple yeah. of years when I probably yeah. yeah. So I saw it, I saw it in theaters when I was a kid. Yeah, I saw it on VHS. So yeah, I, can't I was believe. like nine, I think eight or <laughs> nine. When My best so. friend was so obsessed with Jack Skellington. She literally bought the British version of the VHS so she could hear the other version when they recorded it, and it didn't flork in our uh, VCR. Yeah, I have a really Philosopher's <laughs> Stone DVD somewhere in my house. So. Oh my god! Okay, reason anyway. lock. Yeah. Okay, next, uh, next you went you went after one sacred cow. Uh, I'm gonna shoot another one. Godfather. Have you know, you? I'm not going to say anything negative or negative about your opinion here. Nope. But I agree. Neither am I. It's, I, it's so boring. It's I'm okay. not going to bash your opinion. I think, but I think 
right, this is the subject. I think it's a it, it borders on filmmaking mastery. It's slow, but it's it's ponderous. It's not slow. It it has a lot of great acting performances. Everyone, everyone's <laughs> done. Three was garbage. Everyone's done the done. You come to me on the eve of my daughter's wedding. Everyone knows that. But personally, if I want to watch something like Godfather, I watch The Raid Two. Gangster movies tend to be pretty. Isn't The Godfather slow. also a really long movie as well? Yes. I feel like a lot of these movies are all very long. But the thing is, oh, except Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. No, what? Nightmare Before Christmas is 90, 90 minutes. Sucks. Gravity's mm-hmm. 90 minutes. So. Okay, so it's so okay. No, I have the, I have the second like three hour one. Yeah. And it's it's just so slow, but without any reason for it to be. It seems. Is it still IMDb? No, part two is like IMDb top five, right? When they're both in the top five, yeah. Shawshank, Dark Knight. Yeah, and don't be started on Shawshank. Um, <laughs> we'll be here all night. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is a movie that's. It's the greatest movie of all time. It's Ever. not that great. No, no. <laughs> it's if, good. I, if you, it, it's also one of those ones where you know, it's not. It's like, hey, we'll be a good movie to watch. It's like, oh, oh, you gotta watch Godfather. That's not the first one out of people's mouths. But if I film school, yes, it is. But, <laughs> I was like, seen it. But no, really if you bring good. up, if you bring up a topic of of like really awesome movies, Godfather's going to pop up. If I'm gonna throw popcorn in the microwave or however the heck y- y'all do it, I do it in the microwave. Cattle. And watch a movie, and it's going to be a gangster flick. I'm going to watch Casino or Goodfellas before I watch. I'm going to watch because they're parted. Sure, right? Because they're fun. Yeah, they're, they're entertaining. Yeah, it's another fun one. The Untouchables. Untouchables. Damn it, I love the Untouchables. But yeah, it's, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a slow, ponderous story, and unfortunately, it wasn't engaging to me. I'll watch. I'll watch Raid Two, Asian Godfather. Because <laughs> that—that's literally what I've been calling it since I watched it. Because it got the exact same feel, but I didn't want to bash my head on a on a desk. It's also a much more intense movie. The, it's, oh, boy, oh yeah, too. It was yeah. much more no, intense no, movie. I completely agree. That also probably helped. Godfather is a good movie. There's, it's a, you know, it's a it great, movie. well made. It's it just is extremely not... well acted. It's just one of those that everyone says is the best movie of all time: Godfather and Godfather Two. And while they are good movies they're not the best not nearly and i'll, and I'll definitely agree that with that thing. my biggest distaste coming from it is the fact that it is not a movie for me which is hilarious considering some of the movies that i have slots sat through which seemed long and ponderous but i was riveted yeah so it's not the fact that just because oh you think it's you think it's bad because it's slow it's like no i've watched some real stalker is slow as crap but it was great yeah, I I don't know. It, Godfather's one of those that I I've s- tried rewatching, and it's just it's not as impressive as people say. And I know it's revolutionary as far as like a lot of the the stuff in it is paralleled in movie sense, but I think I think yeah. there's a very common theme in that what was considered the height at it at its time yeah. has been just been improved upon. That's literally all it is. It's like we get better as we go along. This is a, I mean, The Godfather is an extremely high uh, scoring Rotten Tomatoes movie. It's a 98%, both audience and critic. Yep. I get it with the critics. Critics? Yeah. I get it. I will no, be. It's a critic movie. Yeah. 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 It is one of those movies that you see mm-hmm. <laughs> lifting the pinky. Smoke, smoking your pipe. Mm-hmm. And smoking your pipe and watching the film. Like, absolutely. Like, I would recommend it to other filmmakers to watch 
as like this is a well-made movie hallmark but then i would never recommend godfather to like people that just want to see me <laughs> you would like it'll never be something i just recommend as like you have to watch this classic film it's like i oh. bet joe moviegoer yeah. literally only talks about how great the godfather is because the critics have talked about how great the godfather it cuts like with that it kind of reminds me of that scene from family guy yeah, yeah. It's like I hate the Godfather. How could you? It's a classic. It's like, why is it good though? You're just saying it's good because it's a classic. That doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's also turned very much into a bro movie. Yes. <laughs> what? Did you say a bro movie? Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. So bros, quote unquote bros, the guys who are all out there and they're just like throwing around the masculinity like it's a thing. Yeah, you're like the Fredo. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Apparently, that's offensive now. Right. Uh, those those kind of guys they like are always they've always got to be quoting the movie or they've got to be like you know you're not a man unless you say it's so stupid like it, it's a movie guys I don't it's, care I've got better I've got better things to do it, it's yeah. worth watching maybe once and then yeah. going I've seen the movie I understand the references now there are certain movies that if you're interested in the history of cinema you need to watch you know the Godfather Citizen Kane Gone with the Wind Casablanca you know Wizard of Oz a lot of these are overrated, let's be yeah. honest. Technically but speaking, you they need were... to watch them if you are want to go into film history and that kind of I will, stuff. I will completely agree. It is one They're of the tent poles. Movies. It is one of the tent poles. They are Lord pretentious of the Rings as... No. And like, like Avatar, you need to watch certain ones. Titanic, Matrix, there are tent poles that you need they're, to watch. Yeah, they're the benchmark-setting films that have yeah. said, okay, we've raised the height to this point. This is what from we can here, do. Everything is going to be based on a standard from yeah. this point on, from now on. Special effects in Matrix. Special effects in Avatar. Lord of the Rings. You know, they're the same kind of temple. It's not, is this a good story? It's, how did they do this? Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's completely fine as a category in and of itself. Yeah. And I will say, Brando was phenomenal in Godfather. Yeah. The acting, he was Brando the sh- and Pacino, who damn. He was the shining but, star, but that was yeah. it. But yeah, like Pacino was amazing as well. So, all right, all right that that that's mine yeah. again. We take a shot on another sacred cow. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm. I think I'm the newest. Yeah, Avatar: Gravity. We're yeah. both old. Mine, mine's <laughs> 20, minus uh, 2013. Yeah. Well, mine's yeah. like I think 2018. Uh, wow. I'm say what? Black Panther. Oh, oh I okay. do not enjoy oh. Black Panther. Fair. It's Dude, one. You can't say that. That's I don't scenes. enjoy Black Panther. That's some good scenes. I'm sorry, I had a thought in the middle of your mm-hmm. Black Panther party. Shut up, Tom. But it's one of those movies that like got Oscar like nominations. It's everyone's like, oh, Black Panther's amazing. I'm like, I saw it opening day, and I'm like, meh. <laughs> this movie is just okay. It's it a is, good superhero movie. It is a it fine is. superhero movie. It's, but that's kind of... It's but that's all it is! To me, Black Panther and Ant-Man are together when I'm listening oh, on the wow. wow, that's hurtful! Well, it's, no, no, it's, it's even worse considering that the reason he dislikes a lot of Ant-Man yeah, the reason is because I of Edgar Wright. Is because of the whole debacle with Edgar Wright. But so that's, I that's still don't think Ant-Man's all that great anyway. It's but, hilarious because I, I put Ant-Man and Black Panther together... As well, that's not an insult. Like, yeah, those are high on my like. A lot of people love Ant Man. I can't get over the potential that movie had, and then it just squandered it. That's I love. I love Black Panther. I thought it was. I thought it was a fantastic superhero movie. However, anybody think Endgame is going to get Oscar nominations? 
they gave Black Panther Oscar nominations for obvious reasons. To me, and it yeah. it and it makes actually makes me upset. Well, um, they did they did it because of diversity, which means no white people. See, I also have Moonlight on my list as something that was vastly overrated because I didn't enjoy Moonlight. I like the movie, but yeah, it's it's, it's kind it's of again, that same element that yes, I am a Caucasian male. So yeah, me bashing Black Panther and Moonlight. Sure, I know what that looks like, but I just didn't enjoy Moonlight. And Black Panther, it wasn't as impressive as people say it was. Okay, let me let me monologue for a little bit here. All right. So all of us, for those of you who can't see it, which is everyone except for the people sitting at this table, we are all Caucasian people, okay? We have no room to talk about any kind of like ethnicity debacle, any we kind of white debacle. White as hell. We're we're very white, okay. The reason that Black Panther <laughs> The reason that Black Panther did so well is it was because of the representation in that community. There hadn't really been a whole lot so far. I I, I throw the whiz at you. Don't and don't I, mention Blade. We're, I didn't. I'm gonna continue to monologue. So that there's some representation, but not as large as Black Panther was. So that is the reason it did so well. You can like the movie or dislike the movie. I personally enjoyed it. I love Shuri. She's my favorite. I also I enjoyed well. the, uh, I can't ever remember her name, but his sidekick chick with a shaved head. Absolutely loved her. Uh, the Dora Milaje. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I loved her too. Oh, yeah? But. Okoye. Yes, Okoye. I loved Okoye. Yes, I loved the way they did Wakanda and had it be kind of like a tradition, more traditional type of like African country where there's, you know, you know, cows and sheep, and they're kind of doing their own thing, and then secretly, you know, a very, very well-off country that they just yeah. don't want to share, but blah, blah, blah. The main reason this movie did so well is because of the representation issues from those communities, and it is also overrated because of that reason. Because people were like, it's, we finally have representation. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. It's great. But then you look at the actual movie, and you're like, is it that Good. It's decent. It's decent. It's one that to me feels like we can't bash it because it's not politically correct. Right. You That's know, what Devin's getting at. Yeah. We can bash any movie for any reason. That's fine. If we're bashing it because I don't like that there's black people in it, that's one thing. That's not what I'm saying. Right. Exactly. It, just, it was just a. It was, it was a decent movie. It yeah. was a. Fine movie. It was a middle of the road Marvel movie. Wasn't Which the is worst better Marvel. than most movies. It was but not the worst Marvel movie. I would not have put that up. It's not Thor two. But who that, bro? <sighs> but I maintain just... that there are no bad Marvel movies. But yeah. there are bad Marvel movies. To me, Thor two. I just Incredible just... Hulk. Incredible Hulk's fine. <laughs> but people forget that movie, Devin. Yeah, man. there's bad by Marvel movie standards. Yeah, I don't think any of the Marvel movies are. None of them are birdemic, okay? Like, yeah. they're not... And bad. to be fair, if, none of them are poorly made. And to be fair, if Thor 2 had not been... A, Thor 2 it had been some other, like... It's probably would have been thing. fine. But it would have been fine, but it's like, oh, I remember watching that movie. It was, it was a fun time. Yeah. Thor the Dark World is the Thor the Dark World of the MCU. Yeah. But to me... Right. <laughs> yeah. The fact that... I'll to you later, too. The fact that Black Panther won a bunch of visual effects awards when the final fight... Oh, that hurt. Looks like they didn't have time to animate it, which they didn't. That final fight that hurt. to me proves that, like, it was given stuff because of the representation. Yes. Yeah. 
And well, it wasn't that long ago that there was the debacle where they said, "Well, look at all the nominees for best actor." And yeah, best Oscar's so white. Yeah. Very so extreme. And then the next year they go, "Oh, La La Land won. Never mind, Moonlight won." And that then because yeah. like, that's maybe, not racist, but to me, Black Panther was fine. It it wasn't like soundtrack was ten fun. out of ten. The soundtrack was unique. It was like, I love Chadwick Boseman. I love yes, the... Yes, yes. Yeah, I love performances definitely I love Lupita Nyong'o's character. Killmonger is okay. He, for what he his was... His writing was a little ham-fisted. But for what he was, the actor... Uh, yeah, I thought he did fine. was great. Michael, Michael B. Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan did fine. I like... Um, I Shuri like, was amazing. I love Shuri. I love her! I, really I like the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Uh, uh, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman's character I thought was... See, awesome. I love Martin Freeman and I love. I absolutely love Andy Serkis. Uh, yeah. Not for this movie particularly. The Tolkien I, guys. I absolutely love Andy Serkis. And him just hamming it up as Claw was great. That interrogation scene was the, the best. For the movie, they the were The fact the... that it's the two of them in a room asking questions of each other when the first... Uh, Hobbit movie is the two of them room in a room asking questions and then getting a ring. I'm like, that's great. <laughs> someone, someone knew what they were yeah. doing when they did that. Yeah. Listen, is it safe to say in that movie they were the Tolkien guys? <laughs> <laughs> I made that joke. But it's just kind of like the overall story I've seen elsewhere. I've seen Better. very similar stories, and it felt like recycled things, kind of being like it's almost felt like the diversity movie in Marvel. I won't lie, when... Kind of like Shang-Chi coming up, it's like, yeah, we can do that too. Cool, let's get back to our white characters. So it's like, okay, it's good. I wish it was better. I won't lie, this may sound really bad, but when uh, when T'Challa went to, like, had that vision with his father, I seriously expected to just hear roaring in the background, Simba! I said, yeah. I well, saw the same yeah, thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Very, very Lion King. All right, yeah, so... Yeah, a lot of this movie felt... Yeah. Felt... Lion King inspired. All right, so Not why bad. don't we move on from the the overrated? We'll we'll How we go to good we'll come things. back. We'll come back to it. But for now, why don't we turn the tide? All right, so I'll start this time. Break us from the void, Devin. Devin. <laughs> uh, Wait, I'm asking Devin you know, that crap. How was breaking from Black Panther into uh, the void? Um, let's see. What's our one? Should I show you something? All shot sacred cows. Pretty much with, with our picks, like, like gravity might be a little less of. One, but we all shot. Yo, we all went. We all went after big shot. ones. Yeah, big ones on our first. Oh, I've got them coming. Don't worry, I'm looking for bear guys. <laughs> all right. Yeah, me too. Don't worry. Uh, I think for me, for uh, underrated, I'm gonna go kind of the idea of the underrated horror movies that people skip over. So I have a few. These are all very similar. So why not? Uh, first off is your next. Then it follows. It follows, and. Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. I've seen one of those. It's the last one I've I love. Tucker it. and Dale. Tucker and Dale. Tucker and Dale is one of the funniest horror movies I've ever seen. Oh my god, it's so great! Because it's not it's not a, a typical horror movie. Yeah, it's just a very funny horror movie seen from a different perspective, much like Cabin in the Woods, and kind of feel like Ready or Not will kind of be. It's very similar. subversive. Yeah, it's just it's following the Hicks that aren't actually killers, but the preps think they are. Which, to be fair, some of the situations that end up, yeah, you can kind of see how. Yeah. Do you want to know how underrated this movie is? I still haven't seen it. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, great. It's fun. I think this is the first movie we've mentioned on our list that I haven't seen. Alan Tudyk's tree. Oh, yeah. love him in this. It's so good. Yeah, I'm sure that. it's great. Everybody I know talks about it. I have the DVD if you want to watch it. It is they, they say it's, it's on Netflix. Netflix. It's absolutely yeah. great. And it's not like uh, people running up to me on the street grabbing me and going, have you seen Tucker Dale vs. Evil? Like, that's not yeah. what I'm getting. I'm getting... Like, I've had that. Probably I was at a midnight that. movie at a film festival and they're like, I saw this like six years ago. Did you see this? I'm like, yeah. And... But yeah, Tucker and Dale is just unbelievable. The next one I want to talk about is Your Next. Uh, Your Next is an extremely intelligent slasher film set in a house. Uh, this one went way, way under the radar. But um, the final girl it was raised as a survivalist. So when the home invaders start like killing off her family or her boyfriend's family, she turns around and starts killing them right back. Uh, and I always love it. It's her setting up traps on the door to kill the invaders, and ultimately, like, she's way too good at surviving. <laughs> so all the invaders turn into the people that are this being stalked by this final girl. I it's always love such that. a brilliant little horror movie. This and is going to be a running theme of underrated because I haven't yeah. seen that one either. That one's <laughs> so good. And it's one that I didn't see for the longest time. I always knew about it. Like, I knew it was highly rated, but I'm like, hey, I'll eventually get to it. Like, it's it's like one of those critical darlings that just nobody's heard of. I'm like, that's great. Holy crap. Why didn't I see this movie? And the other one that was like that was the movie shot half a mile from here. <laughs> Quite literally. I was in film school, and they shot it while I was at film school. So I'm like, damn it. Is It Follows. A brilliant, creepy-ass little movie about sexually transmitted hauntings. Mm-hmm. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, that is literally... Yeah. When I first heard of it, I'm like, well, that sounds kind of dumb. S-T-H's. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Shut the, you're thinking, you get banged, the guy goes, you're haunted, and runs away? That's the beginning of this movie. That's a whole new definition of ghosting. <laughs> yeah. And it's that something... Not sure if it's worse, either. <laughs> something is going to s- slowly walk towards you until it gets to you and viscerally murders you. This sounds like like kind of like the ring where you'll die in seven days if you watch this film. If you have sex with this guy, you're going to die in seven days. Yeah. And the okay. main character played my... Um, uh, the main character from uh, Villains that I saw. Yeah. Mike Maka or something like that? Michaela something. Okay, yeah. And Mike Kevin That's it. And she has sex in the beginning and then the guy goes, okay, good. Ties her to a chair points at this woman that's walking towards her and goes, that thing is going to follow you until it kills you. Bye. And just runs. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And now she is like being haunted by this thing. She can get in a car and drive away, but it still just keeps walking. And it's just that constant presence of it's like... It's that implacable man that, like, yeah. that Jason has been for so long. It's like, he'll move slow. He's gonna get ya. There's, there's like some kind of like weird, stupid meme question that's like, would you want ten million dollars, but just know that somewhere in the world there's a snail that's following you, hunter. that's gonna kill you? Uh, yeah. Rooster teeth. Yeah. Yeah. But would it's you very similar have? because the way they shoot this is two people walking down the oh, street, <clears throat> and there's a person down the road that's walking, and the whole time you're just thinking, is that the thing? Is that it? Is that gonna kill them? And then the thing turns a corner, and it's revealed that there's a person on the opposite side of the street following him. 
And you're just like constantly in this tension. She's like, there's a scene where she's sitting in a classroom and she looks out and she sees like a mental patient just walking towards her classroom. And of course she just kind of freaks out. And the thing is, nobody that is not haunted can see this. Yep. So she's like walking down the hallway and this thing's just walking straight at her. And like, do you see that? And like, no, of course nobody can see it. And it's just this creepy, creepy movie. Are and, you insane or is there something and after like, you? If it kills you, it moves on to the next person up the chain. So of course she's like, okay, do I pass it on to somebody? Do I am I that person that I pass it on? And like it just gets into all these, and it's shot here in Michigan. It's shot in downtown Detroit. There's a whole scene with them going into downtown Detroit, and like I've been told never to go down here alone and all this. And you see people like crowds walking, and one person stays with them behind them, and it's just this really creepy movie, but it's mm-hmm. unbelievably well Sounds done. very interesting. Yeah, it's unbelievably well done. And I'm very good movie. so sad that it took me until, like, January to watch this. Mm. So Wow, that's actually... Yeah, those three just collectively are these kind of underrated horror films that I think everyone should try watching. So, Alright, James, yeah. what do you got for us? Uh, I'm gonna go with one that Surprise Devin when I said that was interesting to me, and that is 2014 Ex Machina. Yeah, because it's like that was one of those ones. Like it got it got great great reviews from what I recall. It was praised for its for its visual effects. It was praised for its visual effects. It was praised for its acting story, but then it just disappeared. Yeah, it completely disappeared, and I forgot about it, and that makes me sad. I wish I had seen this in theaters, because... I've seen this one. I own this one. <gasps> I've seen this one, too! It's a good one. I have all, we've all seen a movie. Oh, my gosh, Kay. yay! I think we all seen, have we all seen Black Panther? Yes. yes. Damn. This is the second one that we've all seen. This is the first underrated one that I've seen. I watch a lot of movies, but this is the, the first time I can 100% sit here and agree with you. Yeah, yeah it's, this is very it's, underrated. Here's the, here's the funny part. It's budget, $15 million. It was made on a budget of fifteen million, and considering what goes on in there, that is insane. Collectively, my three are about that. <laughs> yeah, it's a they're horror movies, Devin. Oh yeah, yeah. But this one, it's a it's a psychological science fiction film, and it was I was riveted the entire time. And this kind of movie showcases that it's not just something being slow or boring. Or seemingly boring that just takes me out. No, I can watch it if it interests me. Because I was riveted to the screen the entire time I watched this. Just Are you programmed for love? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a programmer gets picked up picked by his by his CEO to administer a Turing test to an intelligent humanoid robot. It is three actors for ninety-five percent of this movie. And it is phenomenal. I've just seen like the only other actor in this entire movie in something else. The the other female android that is like Oh yeah. Is her. like the second in command. I just saw her in something else and I'm like, where do I know? Film Festival? It might have been. It might have been. But, but yeah, and she's like yeah. not really a character. She's character. just there in the background. But like yeah, a, it, a robot. it is great and who would the actual the cast. Uh Jace it's Domino Gleason as no, Caleb, no. who was the who was the programmer. Uh, Oscar Isaac was the uh, the CEO. And Alicia Vikander. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sonoya Mizuno as Kyoko. The yeah, she's a maniac. I just watched that. Okay, but yeah, it's it is tense. It is a thinker, and 
the ending is oof, but a, in such a good way. It's a deep movie too. It's, it's so great. It it definitely asks some questions too. Like that in Transcendence came out, and Transcendence was terrible, and this was like <laughs> that was phenomenal. That was about to say, one of those was good. <laughs> and Transcendence made more money, and that bothers me. Yeah, that happens though, Devin. And yeah, that's but sad. Transcendence was Johnny Depp and Morgan Freeman. It had names. Yeah, I know, but that's why it made money. No, yeah, it's, it's I, just like the three. They were all they weren't quite big yet. I think Oscar Isaac after Star Wars has kind of exploded. Does in your opinion does because this is how I felt about Ex Machina. There's some shades of shades of Blade Runner. Oh yeah, in there it felt like that's what I think I loved about it so much. Like it, this feels like something Philip King. It it felt like it felt like the kind of concept behind iRobot or uh, Blade Runner or some of the other. We're crossing, blurring those yeah. lines between like the a, test, a, artificial intelligence and humanity. Yeah, the what test that it gives the uh, the uh, replicants was very similar to this. The reason I actually ended up watching this movie was because I was watching someone play through the video game Detroit Become Human. You poor thing. I really enjoyed that game. I. Love this game. David Cage is a pretentious dick. Loved this like. game. Anyway, and the person I was watching play it because I hadn't owned it yet. They said, if you want to understand more about this world, go watch Blade Runner and Ex Machina. Yeah. yeah. And after watching them, I'm like, I, I see more like, okay, I feel more like in tune with this world, what they're trying to create, and it made me love the game even more. Yeah, there's there's also, some cyber. What's also great about the, the running two movies as opposed to that game is the fact that the movies are subtle. Mm-hmm. David Cage isn't. Well, no, he is. No, no, a lot of a lot of Blade Runner is 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 not yeah. subtle. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Blade I Runner twenty forty nine, not subtle at times, but at the same time, brilliant movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need All to watch right. both of them. So let's move on to Chris. Chrissy, Chris for some underrated. All right. So I had mentioned. Tim Burton movies for my overrated. I will mention a Tim Burton movie on my list that is underrated. Ooh, are we calling you a hypocrite? <clears throat> oh, no. No, I said most. I said most of his movies. He did. <laughs> he does have some underrated movies, and that would be Big Fish. Yes. Uh, I don't know movie. anything about this. So. You haven't seen it? You don't know the movie plot or anything? I, the, the only thing, when I think Big Fish, I think the I think the ska band Real Big Fish. Okay. No, 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 no. I, I can appreciate that because I love them too. They're great. I think a Blackfish. And I'm like, that's a different movie. Yeah, it's a story, <laughs> different movie. Movie. The story takes place on two different timelines. Got it. Essentially, there is the Cough Cough modern day, which is uh, a man and his, his, his ailing dying father uh, are trying to reconnect. And his father tells these big, crazy stories that sound too ridiculous to be true and then there's the the past which is these stories being retold um it stars uh uh you and mcgregor and mcgregor uh uh, as essentially the lead always a good pick yeah i mean it it's a tim burton movie that doesn't Yeah, Danny DeVito said it's a Tim Burton movie that doesn't star Johnny Depp or Michael Keaton what I I know know, right like those happen yeah um so there's that um it's it's a it's a fairy tale and it's it's kind of telling a fairy tale um it's so hard to describe this movie to people it is such a 
different the, kind of movie. It's one of those ones the best way to describe it is to say you gotta watch. Kind of gotta watch it. Like yeah. it's it's not a phenomenal movie. I just think when when you focus when you, people talk about Tim Burton, they talk about <clears throat> Edward Scissorhands, and they talk about Corpse Bride, and they talk about Sweeney Todd, and they talk about Batman and Batman Returns, and they'll they'll talk about Nightmare Before Christmas, and they'll talk about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. They'll talk about Can all these other movies, and nobody ever seems. Most of the time, you go, "Yeah, you know what's a really underrated Tim Burton movie? Big Fish." And people go, "Tim Burton did that," and that's the thing about it that that like that's, that's why I feel it's so underrated because nobody it's rarely acknowledged. Doesn't fit his style. It, absolutely, it does not have the Tim Burton you know goth motif, uh, emo scene kid whatever hot topic motif, but. I, I feel like... I forgot Miley Cyrus was on this movie. Oh, why'd you ruin it? Now he's not going to watch it. She, you, you don't even know. I wasn't going to watch it anyway. Don't worry. don't worry. Tim Burton saves himself by casting Helena Bottom Carter in the movie. She plays an, she plays an eight-year-old girl that has like... Helena Bottom Carter plays an eight-year-old girl? No. no Miley Cyrus. Uh, Miley Cyrus. Oh, eventually she is. This, she is, this is... Yeah, this is pre... Yeah, Wrecking Ball... It's pre Hannah Montana, way pre Wrecking Ball, Miley Cyrus. This is when Miley Cyrus was a public tolerable human being. It's when Miley Cyrus was a new Dakota fan. This movie came out in 2003. Yeah, it's old. Well, it's not new. I don't yeah. want to say it's old. But yeah, um, so yeah, that's that's my underrated. Um, oh, that's I was right. never a huge fan of Big Fish. It's that's, one that I saw and I'm like, it's good. But I yeah, remember I the commercials for this because it had, it had a picture of. Ewan McGregor, a, a shot of him in a giant field of dandelions or something. Uh-huh. Yep. With the yellow lilies. It's like, what the... Nope. Um, so my underrated movie that I'm bringing up came out in 2009. Uh, PG-13. It's an hour and 51 minutes long. Directed by Drew Barrymore, starring Drew Barrymore and Ellen Page. Uh, Whip It. Also shot here in Michigan. Yep. Uh, and it also has Kristen Wiig and Jimmy Fallon. It's like um, I've seen. I'm excited. <laughs> and David Stern or Daniel Stern in it. Um, it's about a young woman who lives in Bodine, Texas, who is frustrated by living in a small town, and finds a way of releasing this frustration by uh, getting involved with a roller derby league that's located in Austin, Texas. Uh, yeah, that's a better answer. <laughs> Um, a very inappropriate joke coming to my head. Yeah, a different kind of whip it. Yeah, different type of whip it. Not gonna say it. Mm, I do love whipped cream. <laughs> oh, oh so not to be associated with whippets. Um, anyways. Okay. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> no. Don't do that, kids. No, don't do it. Uh, this movie is. I mean, it's an indie film. It's an entertaining film from the very beginning. Or yeah, from the very beginning, it's pretty entertaining. Ellen Page is the main character. And she does not fit any of the prerequisites for doing roller derby by any means, can barely skate, and she ends up getting involved as, like, a, I don't even remember all the positions on roller Under, derby. But, underground roller derby. But it works with the derby girls, I should remember all those. Yeah, she's, she's basically the, like, speed person on the team that they're, like, shooting to make all the points as they go around the track. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but she's cute as a button. Right. Remember that, that one part. scene from Alita Battle Angel? Make that a movie. That is basically, <laughs> basically. what Roller no. Derby is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, 
they shot it like all over the state. Yeah, they did. They shot a little bit in Austin. Not surprising. But they shot Birch Run, Frankenmuth, Ann Arbor, Novi, Royal Oak, Ypsilanti, Celine, Troy, Masonic Temple Theater, Detroit, and Ferndale. Wow! Yeah, they just went all over the state. Yeah, yeah wow. I knew they shot in Royal Oak. Uh, I knew they shot at the Masonic Temple. Yeah. I visited the I visited the shoot in Royal Oak and Ferndale. So the Frankenmuth yeah. one surprises me. I think they go there and yeah, they, they need like a hotel or something. Yeah, the, I I think it's I didn't actually, know there was this much of the movie was that much of the movie was shot in Michigan. I think it's actually five percent. I think actually the diner scene with the whole food fight thing that goes on. I think that's the movie. Paul McTony's movie. But one that I'm like, oh no, it's not that. That's not the diner. Definitely not the diner. Did I say that? You know instantly what diner I'm talking about. I just thought it was funny. How do you not know Tony's in Love in Michigan? I'm just saying. Or at least Frankenmuth. <laughs> I thought funny Tom was describing the movie as he got closer and closer. Dev and I both had the realization at the same time. We both flipped. <laughs> it was really exciting. Um, so I saw this movie a few minutes. Or a few minutes. A <laughs> <laughs> few minutes, huh? You just saw this movie. That's all you need. He's watching on his phone yeah. under the table the entire yeah. time. That's why he hasn't talked much. And very distressed. Like, yeah, gravity, okay. And then, yeah, yeah, that was movie. <laughs> yeah, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. yeah. Forget her. Let me see Ellen Page uh, act because I prefer her as an actress. Uh, anyways, um, no, this movie, like I said, I saw it a few months ago, and just very, very entertaining. the The fact that they're it's a subject that doesn't really get talked about a whole lot because it's roller derby, and it's a very like niche thing to follow, uh, at least now. Back in the seventies and eighties, or whenever it was like Let's super go popular, roller derby. Like it was I huge. Feel like, I feel like Whip It and like Glow yeah. take place at the same time. Yeah, basically, yeah. It's like gorgeous ladies of wrestling and roller derby. Feel like they're in the same late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like they're in the same time zone kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, it's just a, it's an interesting take on a subject that's not touched on very often. Or, like, ever. And I just found it highly enjoyable. The characters are ones that you can easily latch onto and get into. And I thought it was a very good attempt. Uh, I think it's our first time directing as uh, Drew Barrymore's first time directing. But it was good. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Whip It. Uh, it's one of those that's kind of been forgotten, though. Mm-hmm. Like, specifics. So the minute you described it, I instantly remembered what it was. So for mine, I'm looking, and you guys might disagree with me on this one, but I have a very specific reason on um, doing this. I changed it from my earlier one I was going to. I was like, wait, this one. And I just scratched out my old one. I'm going to do 2018 movie A Quiet Place. All right. Because. Oh, that one. Because this movie pretty much has to be watched in a theater or in a theater environment because of the way they made this movie. First of all, who's all seen this movie besides me? Devin? I know. This is the one with John Krasinski. Yes. Okay, yeah. I know of this one. You haven't watched it. No, I have not. You've not watched it. And Tom has not watched it. Okay, so... I drug friends to the theater to see this. I don't know you drug friends? I, I... I went and saw it and then I had two friends who were like, I really like artistic films and I literally drug them with me 
to see it. So, so I saw it them. twice. You dragged them. You dra- you dragged you dra- them. If you drugged them, that's a whole different story I there, Chris. I did not see this in theaters. Okay. I drugged, I did. Not drugged. Drugged them with me. Okay. Dragged. Whatever. Anyway, anyway, so the English. reason the reason you need to watch this movie in a theater or a theater-like environment is because of the way they use sound or the lack thereof specifically. The creatures in the film, the monsters, whatever you want to call them, they hear something and they go straight to that noise to kill you or whatever the thing is, you know. So in the beginning of the movie, you know, there's a family. They're trying to cope with this new life where they have to be as silent as possible or they will literally die. It's basically an invasion, by the way. You should probably set it's, that. It's, it's a inva- like an alien invasion type thing from what we can gather from the movie. It from was context. never really Yeah, it was never really, like, specifically. I think there was a little bit of, like, newspaper articles. Yeah, you see, like, oh, yeah. they came down. Or, yeah. Or, yeah, that kind of stuff. But because of the whole thing they do with the silence in this film, it was dead silent in my theater. People weren't even eating their popcorn because they thought it was too loud. It was, you could hear your own breath, you could hear a pin drop, you could hear your own heartbeat. And that is why I enjoyed this movie so much. Because if you try and watch it at home, you got your neighbor mowing their lawn, your kids are running around screaming, you got the pets knocking things off of the table, you got a million other things going on, and you can't enjoy this movie unless it is absolutely dead quiet. And that's why it's so good. The friends I dragged <laughs> with me to the theater wanted to get popcorn, and I told them no. Yeah, don't. Mm-hmm. I literally denied them their ability to obtain salty sustenance <laughs> because they needed to understand. That I had popcorn the first time I saw same, it. Same, same. I'm, I'm a. I try really hard to be a quiet eater mm-hmm. because my father is a super loud eater, and mm. I want to be everything he is not eating. Um. When I am eating, I'm going to be everything he is not. What he is eating. Um, mm-hmm. I Really, sure. English. He doesn't like asparagus. Like you want to be asparagus. <laughs> That's what I got <laughs> that first time around. But, uh, like, even then, I was uncomfortable. I usually get through the first half of my popcorn, which is all I really want to eat, yeah. by the end of the trailers. And I was really right, glad same. I did for this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anytime... Yeah. People moving in the seats. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. I'd be that dick who would get nachos, and even though I usually eat throughout the film, I would probably still eat throughout the film to screw with people. It was so hard because, like, anytime you made a noise, you thought that the characters were going to die. And anytime, loud. anytime there was a noise in the movie, any kind of, like, small noisy movement, everyone shout their food really quickly, and then as soon as it was quiet again, they stopped. No, no. <laughs> it was super I'm, funny. It had an ability to make that the quiet okay, everything so intense. Yes. That when it like a any little noise, the I felt so bad for the gal who was sitting next to me the first time I saw it. Because every little noise, she jumped, so I jumped because I caught her out the corner <laughs> of my eye. And like I felt bad for her because she was jumping at every little noise. But then I got angry at her because every little noise she jumped, so I jumped. Yeah. And that makes you look like and then my my friend who I went and saw it the first time with kept looking at me going, you're such a wimp, you're such a wuss. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, it's, everybody's jumping. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's good. So knowing, knowing all of this, Devin, I'm really curious as to what you thought of the film since you did not see it in theaters. 
I knew going into it when I watched it that I needed to be quiet, so I watched it at three in the morning. Nice. In a completely dark room with surround sound headphones on. Nice. In like probably two feet from a TV. <laughs> okay. It's basically how I've been watching my scary movies. It's not yeah. fun. Sometimes it is. This one was one where my cat, who you'll hear every once in a while, um, jumped up on the couch and I like jumped out of your skin. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was like in the middle of them hiding from the things, and she like crawled up and she like did the whole like cat thing of trying to get up on the couch, and I'm just like, holy crap, what was that? Like trying to figure out if it was somewhere else because like my my headphones were just dead quiet. And there's all of a sudden this, like, sound of something moving next to me. And I'm like, oh, okay, Jesus, wow. And there were, like, the house moved or something, like, wind. And I was just like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those that it is super underrated just how brilliant this movie was. Yes, and Jason, and what is his last name? John Krasinski. Or John, John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Yeah. I never say it right. Jim from The Office. Jim from The Office, yeah. See, everyone's like, is that Jim from The Office with a beard? Yeah. That's everyone was like losing their minds, and he did such a great job directing this movie. I don't know shit about directors, okay, but I know this was a great directed movie, and the kids they had were some of the best child actors, according to him. Like he said that he had never worked with any like child actor that was as good as these kids. And the way they used the the hearing aid, yeah, like I just absolutely love that because I've seen like. I saw my grandpa turn off his hearing aid a few times just mm-hmm. so he didn't have to listen to us. Oh yeah. And the the one of the daughters is deaf and they use the fact that the hearing aid starts like skitzing out once in a while mm-hmm. and she turns off the hearing aid and like she just isn't aware of stuff around her. Like the idea of that was just terrifying mm-hmm. because I've seen that too. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a I haven't seen it, but I've seen a couple scenes from it. Mm-hmm. Specifically one involving, what was it, a rocket ship? Yeah, that was in yeah. the trailer. That was in the trailer yeah. with this little kid. And you think it, it, happens in the, the movie. it happens in the beginning of the movie. So you're like, yeah. okay, this is to get me in the scene of like, this is, you know, real. This is like a big deal that their world has changed, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's going to be the most heartbreaking thing in this movie. No, you're wrong. End of the movie, yeah. I bawled. Bawled my eyes out. I was so upset. But in a good yeah. way. You know the term sacrificial lamb. Yep. I was so sad. I was like in the theater, like cry- trying to cry quietly. We'll say. <laughs> Laughing through nachos. <laughs> One of the biggest issues I have with it is uh, I'm not sure if being pregnant's a great idea. Oh my god, that <laughs> was like, that was my only I qualm. See why, but ooh, that was a dumb movie. That that was my only qualm with this movie is, like, you know that there's these things and, like, obviously you were pregnant in the beginning, like, before this thing, before the things came. You got pregnant. Like, you should know better. You should use some protection. You should just not do that. Yeah. And then yeah, also... Like moms and stuff. I don't have sex without making No, here's, here's the thing. Yes. That opened up this giant can of worms to... <laughs> how do you go to the bathroom? What if you snore? Like, all these little Kill questions. A, f- a lot exactly. of people die. Exactly. All right. yeah, I want to make one thing abundantly clear. I watch a lot of TV shows and a lot of movies. Very rarely do people poop. Yeah, exactly. Just saying. They just... Yeah. At a certain point, evolution has got to a point... <laughs> Where these movies take place in an alternate reality where people don't poop. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I feel like a freak because I seem to need I, I seem to need to to do that nearly every day, and yet never on the TV. I drink a lot of coffee. That's all I'm saying. 
I'm lactose intolerant and I consume dairy on the table. <laughs> Why? Because I hate myself and because it's tasty. <laughs> Last night I was at Walmart. I eyed me a Reese's ice cream cake, and I was like, you're coming home with me, and then I ate it, and that's why I feel like garbage today. <laughs> okay, so in other words, I, again, I've seen I've seen stuff for it, and the, the story I know around it is very intriguing. Mm-hmm. I, will, I still probably won't see it, but I can definitely agree that it's oof, it's good from what I have seen. Is you, you have to be in a very specific environment to actually appreciate the film, and that's why yeah, it's so You can't good. watch it. To me, you can't watch it in the, the daylight. You can't. You need to, like, like in Stranger Things Season 1, you need to make sure there's no outside interference. Mm-hmm. You need to, like, get into a deprivation tank and watch this movie. Yep. All right, so, yeah. moving on from me to Tom. Now, back to you. Great, so I'm assuming we're doing Gen Ed now. That we are. <laughs> so, correctly. this is the... Part two of the two-parter series where I watch the original of a film and then watch the remake. So this week I watched the remake for Let the Right One In, which is called Let Me In. And Devin's probably going to smack me for this, but I liked Let Me In better than Let the Right One In. I mean, (laughs) ow. (laughs) I don't know if it's because I already knew the story, so I kind of already knew where it was headed. Knew the beats. But I liked the way it didn't seem as slow this time. It seemed more like they had an idea of where the story was going, so they didn't awkwardly edit things like I thought the first one did. There was a couple of things that were a little, like the timeline was a little backwards in some places, and they had like a flashback in the beginning to a scene that happened later, so it was, yeah, whatever, sticks and stones. But overall, I liked it. I like Chloe Grace Moretz. A lot. I liked the kid that played Owen. Cody Smith McPhee. Yes. And That's a name. Yeah. Like they, they kind of had more of the quote-unquote father for, what's her name? Abby. Abby in this one. Yeah. Ellie in the old one. They had more about the quote-unquote father character yeah, that Richard I liked. Jenkins. That, yeah, they can kind of see where, how their relationship is a little bit better than the first one because I initially in the beginning like the first one I thought it was legitimately her dad and then I figured out oh okay and this one I feel like I could have seen it coming a little bit easier if I had just watched this film and I also liked the special effects in this one more than the original yeah as well had a bunch so, of yeah they, like Devin mentioned last week, they didn't mention anything about the whole backstory of Abby being, like, a boy other than, I'm not a girl. What do you mean you're not a girl? Okay, whatever, I don't care. That was it. That was it. Because yeah. in the original movie, you had this teeny tiny little five-second cut to when Ely is changing and you see the nothingness for the genital area. And it's just like, I'm not a girl. And that's it. So I think to truly appreciate both of these movies, you really need to read the book. Which is, most cases, when movies get turned into an adaptation from a book. So, was it great? Not really. Was it okay? Yeah, I'll give it that. I think the biggest thing I had against it is that I saw the original. Mm -hmm. I was blown away with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was just this, like, quiet movie that I'm, like, was completely engrossed in. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the remake, 
was the exact same thing. Yeah. A year later. Yeah. And. Well, see, I enjoyed the way that they didn't do two different stories almost where it's got, you know, Ely and Oscar and then it shoots over to these people sitting at this restaurant like that yeah, group of and people the, kind of the neighbors the neighbors and um, I didn't enjoy that aspect I liked in this one how they still had people named Virginia and whatever Larry her husband or whatever. and so they still had the same characters names but they did it a little bit differently it was a younger couple that was neighbors that just kind of happened to be doing their own thing and Owen was spying on them through a telescope which what parent gives their kid a telescope to point at the window I don't know but I like that they, instead of doing two separate stories and bringing them together, they just kind of had an overarching theme of what Owen was doing and then tied into the story later. Yeah. It wasn't completely separate. And that's why I think I liked it better. Yeah. I didn't really mind them being separate, but at the mm. same time, that whole second storyline. Unnecessary. Other than the neighbor getting bit and yeah. and Ellie not completing her her like Trent like kill of her. Yeah. The whole superfluous storyline is mostly to this is what happens when she messes up. Yes. Also, this movie was void of the cat scene, which was like my favorite scene in the first movie. The cat's yeah. going absolutely insane and mauling that guy. Yeah. But it also for the movie's sake it wasn't really necessary. I just yeah. enjoyed the cat scene. Yeah. I did love the dad in the remake. The scene where she where he attacks the guy in the car. Mm -hmm. I thought that was just a really great scene. Oh, the the whole car thing, yeah. Yeah, that was... like the the car rolling around, but yeah. everything's staying static except for except for the people. Yeah, and the horizon line. When he was yeah. laying in the back of the car, and he's like, "Oh, hey, I'm gonna pick up this dude," and the dude gets in. The guy's like, "Oh crap, what do I do now?" I was like, yeah. "Oh yeah, what are you gonna do now?" Yeah. And it, it turned into a thing. So I thought that was better than the one we see in the. Yes. The locker room, I believe that. That was kind of weird. Yeah, like yeah. you just okay. But, but yeah, I still prefer the original. Mm -hmm. It's just it's one of those. It's hard to explain why. Really? It's easy. Your pretentiousness. No. 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 It's, just... it's no, 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 no. It's also because it's a Swedish film. I don't understand as much of the filmmaking aspect. I'm so used to watching just American movies, so that could also be something from that. Mm -hmm. But yeah. And I do not have a category for the guys this week because this will be my last podcast because I'm going back to school. And unfortunately, I will not be able to continue for a while. I might come back and do a couple here and there if I'm able to. But for now, we're just going to pause on me and Gen Ed. And I'm sure you guys will find something else to fill the void. Yeah. I'm sure all, we're all like, but we just want to randomly throw a movie at you to watch. And then you'll watch it in the next six months. <laughs> there you go. The day that you're like, oh yeah, I can finally do it. It's like, I have to watch those four movies still. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah. So yeah, that's Bye to Jenny. Uh, four, four, four movies in six months? No, no, no. She'd have 24 movies. It's one a week. No, 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 no. I'm not watching all those. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Got a language to study. <laughs> all right. Not like it's that complicated. Your fight? It's not like it's going anywhere. <laughs> anyway, continuing. So far, she murders everyone. <laughs> uh, movies coming out this week. Uh, it's the last weekend of 
uh, August, first weekend of September. Nothing big. A uh, whole lot of, like, the last-minute scraps from the summer. But I will say the movie Official Secrets that's coming out is really good. I saw it up at the film festival. I think it's getting a theatrical, like, wide release. It might be small and then reaching out next week. And next week, we have It Chapter 2. Yay! And I am super excited for that. I'm I actually loved excited. the first. So. I'm actually excited, having just seen that a couple weeks ago. So. And what do you think, Craig? Oh, wait. But, but, yeah, It Chapter 2 is coming out next week. Um, I'll probably see that. Hopefully I'll see Ready or Not. I want to see... You better see Ready or I Not. Need to, I need to, like, catch up on a bunch of movies, so I'll probably go two or three days this week. So. I know I've got this weekend free, so I might, I might see a couple myself. Definitely, for sure, watch Ready or Not if you watch nothing else. It's only 9.30. I can go and see it. If you really want to. It's on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any Sunday 10 o'clock shows, but we'll see. Yeah, so, yeah. But, yeah, so that's In the Can Podcast. Uh, bye, Jenny. Bye, bye Jenny. Uh, next time you come on, you're always welcome. All right. Cool. Well, feel like I Break in your house. You. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, we basically replaced you with Chris. So yeah, it's fine. Like, that is a downgrade. <laughs> I'm just saying. Look, I'm just saying he's not a clunka, but still a junk. That gained a beard. That and that seat, that chair is going to feel the effects. <laughs> rip, oh, rip yeah. this chair. Rip that chair. But I like that chair. <laughs> and that oh, that's our show. I was down. Like, Play me out, Johnny. <laughs> play it again, Sam. There's secretly been a Sam and a Johnny in the other room waiting to play music. Anyway, I've been Devin. I've been James. I've been Chris. I'm Tom. And for last time, I'm Jenny. And we'll be back next week with uh, something. But I won't. Except we'll be back next week with something that's not Jenny. <laughs> something? We got rid of the girls. Yes. Yay. Oh, wow. Back to a bunch of, pe- bunch of nerds sitting in a basement listening to or watch the movies. Bye, everyone. Bye. Take care. Bye.